This month in Howard history, Here's a good one. the Howard Stern Show lost one of the greatest whackpackers of all time. Most of the times I was drunk. Hank, the angry drunken dwarf. Your mother's a whore. He's Hank, he's Hank, he's Hank, the angry dwarf. He was hilarious. You got a normal penis? I got a big one. Do you really? Let me see your penis. I'll take it out. All right, let me see it. He was irreverent. Grab my mother's tits. He knew more about music than Baba Booey. Who sang Draw the Line? The Allman Brothers. Wrong. The Allman Brothers is incorrect. Hank. Aerosmith. Correct. Aerosmith. He's Hank. He's Hank. He's Hank. He's the world's greatest drunk. Hey, this is Hank. I'm dead. But there's more booze down here than all the bars in the world put together. Rest in peace, Hank. You moron, jerk, jackass. Only on the Howard Stern Show. You're a king, Hank. I don't give a rat's ass. Yeah. I guess you're, uh... Pretty depressed you lost the election, huh? I mean, got my ass kicked, you know. Yeah. Fucking Newsom. <laughs> Did you put any money into your... Ca- oh, we're on the air. Hold on, let me tell people what's happening. I'm talking to uh, Caitlyn Jenner just uh, off our big loss in California. Yeah, what, just uh, say, what's going on? Am I in the middle of some private yeah. conversation? Hi, Robin. <laughs> yeah, Good you morning, kind of are. Caitlin. You're kind of in the middle of something here. Caitlyn called me all depressed. She's bummed out. Oh. You know what I realized? Like, California's going to get the government they deserve, so fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> Are you, uh... You know yeah, where Howard, I when think... The, when, when the homeless overrun the governor's mansion and the whole stupid fucking state breaks off the side of the country and sinks like an anvil, I'll be flying away on my private plane laughing my tits off. Okay? I don't care. <laughs> By the well, way, I really you're don't a... Care. I gotta say, you got a nice set of tits. I saw, I saw some picture of you in the you. Daily Mail and your big titties. Mm, yeah, you should see when they swing together. That's not an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> you mean some of the disturbances in California are your big titties? Uh, my clanging together. Tits, clanging again. Robin knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, Robin's got beautiful titties. Beautiful. Oh She's God. caused a few earthquakes in her time for sure, Caitlin. <laughs> When you, I feel when the you, earth move under my feet. Sorry, why should I wouldn't sing? You would have made a beautiful governor. You really would have. I know, been, I, you know, I got 1% of the vote. So yeah. 99% of California can go fuck itself, okay? Kiss oh. my page. <laughs> I can't even believe. so fucked up. Who wants to live? They're full of, it's full of garbage people. All these people. Hey, let's go surf, bro. Hey, like totally hang 10. Eh, go jam an avocado up your ass for all I care yeah. about. You sound... Aren't most of them your children? <laughs> oh, Robin, you, Robin, you're so spunky. I love you. Robin's uh, cracking herself up over there over your loss. You know what it is, Howard? California's got no water. The state yep. is drier than my big old fake vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm being coy. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Like you know, no matter what, when you lose an election, I remember in like school even if you ran for class president and you lost you felt like a loser i mean it's got to be depressing you know and maybe people weren't just ready for you know yeah do you think well i I like newsom but i know you don't and do you think it's because of 
Do you think it's just five? Do you think it's up his fucking ass? I'm saying, yeah. do you think it's misogyny, like, because you're a woman that you lost the I election? I think it's misogyny. I think it's people aren't ready for a trans governor, even though they claim to be progressive over there. I think they're full of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, I think they're just not ready for a powerful woman to run that state. You know, I really do. I think that's a big you, part of it. You actually have a plan for the homeless and the surfers. I have a plan. You know, that's part of the problem, too. I, I think people felt I wasn't clear on the issues, and I, I couldn't have been clearer. Like, really? for the vaccine. I'm pro-vaccine. I'm just anti-mandate. I mean, that's not <laughs> so hard to understand. I mean, so, you heard what happened. Uh, there's some terrible side effects. You heard what happened to Nicki Minaj's cousin's brother's friend there? I mean, imagine, uh, Robin, if my balls swell up from a vaccine, <laughs> I'll be back to square one. <laughs> that's right. So I was reading yeah. that... Uh, I guess your daughter, or whatever, Kylie, yeah. is pregnant again. What what does she call you, grandma? Yeah, I mean, I don't like, I like a mima type of situation or a grand-grand, something cute, you know. Right. I don't like to feel old, you know. That's right. Kind of, it's old, it's irrelevant. I mean, I just need attention. I need, you know, Howard, I need it like you need fake laughter from Robin. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> terrible, Caitlin. I had to take a swipe back because you were very mean to me off the top of the show. Sorry. <laughs> I tell you, I'll you do, do you? I read somewhere you said you're not done with politics, that uh, you you might run for governor again or maybe even the Senate. So you're just kind of getting started in a way. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of. In orbit, circling, looking where I want to land. I mean, I'll, I'll do anything right now. I'm thinking I'm, I might even go on OnlyFans and, like, show off my new pussy. I don't care. Just right. Attention. I'd like to if see I get a call that. from... If, what's that? I say I'd love to see your new pussy. Yeah, come over. I'll show it to you. Yeah, believe I me, I would love to see it. Do you shave it? I keep a trim. I keep a nice little landing strip, you know? Right, right. Something, so, you know. So you can see upon uh, re-entry. <laughs> Have we ever found out if Caitlin ever even tried that thing out? That's of part course. Of Stop it. You, 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 you're <laughs> going into right areas. Now. <laughs> we can't ask a former governor no. candidate. <laughs> no. Come on. Be a lady. <laughs> you know, I was thinking right? I should start dating someone like super famous. Like that might like, like a Jane Lynch mm. type or a Dennis Rodman. Dennis Maybe that, Rodman. Like Q, that, that QAnon Viking guy or something. Something crazy. <laughs> yeah, you should date the QAnon guy or, or Dennis Rodman. I like both those selections. Yeah, those you are great choices. Date? And Dennis, Dennis Rodman will plow you. Like, I mean, he'll definitely oh open up that hole. He'll give me a new asshole. <laughs> you put <laughs> a new asshole. <laughs> I was thinking I should date OJ. Yeah. That'd be very controversial. Mm. Wow. And I'm not afraid of him. Just try to stab me. I'll kick your fucking ass. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the only one built like a linebacker. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? In a way, like if you dated OJ or Bill Cosby, that would definitely keep people talking about you and would prove how tough you are, you know? Absolutely. Takes a lot of knockout juice to get to me, Bill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a lightweight. Give her a double. <laughs> yeah, that would be a power We're couple for sure. Off too, because of like you know my views on abortions and stuff. And I'm I'm pro-choice. I really am. I just 
I think a woman should be able to have an abortion like any time she wants. And I also think the state of Texas should be able to ban a woman from having that same abortion. I mean, what's so complicated about that? Right. So win, you have, win. You have, yeah, you, you appeal to everyone. You should have gotten a lot of votes. Well, anyway, listen, I was just trying to console you. I was just trying to be a shoulder for you Is to cry Is she depressed? On. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I spent a lot of nights. Just, I'm sorry. I spent a lot of nights just crying myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to take some hormones. <laughs> oh, that's better. Oh. You, the way you oh, take those hormones, you, you should, do you use water with that or you just swallow yeah. it dry? Oh, don't be a bushy. I just, you know, <laughs> down the hatch. <laughs> Ew. Ew. But be careful with those vaccines because I'm, you know, you don't know what goes into those. You really have to do your research. Hang on, here's some more hormones. <laughs> She's gobbling hormones. You worried about the vaccine? Well, you know what I say, honey? Do what uh, women do when they get depressed. You, you pour yourself a Cosmo and you get an old oh, episode yeah. of Sex in the City out and you just fucking oh, sit there and pretend. Uh, I'm going to watch that Me TV like Robin. I'm going to watch an old episode of Columbo with an old fashioned. <laughs> yeah. Put my size 17s up on the coffee table and have a night. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Tell you what, you're my kind of gal. I, I would hang with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Me, you, Beth. <laughs> Who knows what could happen? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, I just want to thank you. Uh, this was a private conversation, but it got right into showtime, so it ended up on the air. Thank you so much, Caitlin. And, uh, thank you. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for work. So, like, if ever, I don't know, if you're doing, like, a hairiest asshole contest or something, give me a call. <laughs> Okay. You don't shave your asshole? Oh, no. <laughs> I feel better, honey. getting back there. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't dare. I, I, they don't, I don't have enough myself. mirrors in a funhouse for me to shave that thing. <laughs> uh, well, you know what I was telling you before? Remember when you were campaigning and then you... You know, like in the middle of your campaign, you yeah. went out to film Big Brother VIP over in Australia. Right. You know, with Amorosa and the others. And I thought that maybe that hit, you know, hurt your momentum. Maybe you think that through the next time. You think that was a bonehead move in the middle of a campaign to go do Big yeah. Brother? Yeah, can it you sort imagine, of looked like, like you really weren't serious. Yeah. Oh, leave me alone, Robin. God, just like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, okay? I'm just sort of, I'm a... I'm a cowpuncher. I'm like Trump. I just shoot from the hip. I see what feels good. I say what feels good. I do what I want, okay? Well, you look (sighs) fabulous. If I, if I may, I I think I hear Tarzan swinging from my ash ash down there. (laughs) 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 Okay, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet, you. (laughs) All right, Caitlin. Thank you. And uh, sorry about your campaign. Okay. Appreciate it. Bye, Robin. Bye. All right, you go, girl. That's, a, that's what you say to women. You go, girl. I have picked that up on TV from the young people. Oh, really? You yeah, I'm so that? glad. I'm so glad I'm not a young person now. It seems kind of lame the way they're... Uh, you think? Kinda, yeah. It's just that, you know, we probably were around in the right time. Science was happening, but it wasn't <laughs> like COVID. We went to college. We didn't have to worry about, like... I was thinking about it. like when I was in college, you you know you pass a joint around, you 
you drink, uh, you share a bottle, you know, nobody worried. The, the worst he got was mono or maybe uh, herpes or something. But now it's like. I don't even think we knew about herpes. Nah, he just fucked. <laughs> I used to go in bareback in college. Did I? Yeah, I think I did a couple of times. I was, oh, yeah. Really? Girls on the pill. Yeah, a couple of girls I was with. A couple of la- young ladies <laughs> that I personally had sex with. Well, not many, but the few that I did, they were on the pill. And I remember one time I pulled out of this girl. She was really hot, but she had kind of a milky, thick film that would just be all over my peen. Really? And yeah, I didn't get anything from her, but it just was like some kind of, maybe it was some weird discharge or something. And I was like, Shit, yes, her, her secretions were thick. Yeah. A lot of mucus. So I just like, <laughs> uh, I politely, uh, broke up with her by not ever getting in touch with her again that that turned you off yeah everything turned me off (laughs) it was not uh first of all there were very few times i got to leave someone most women left me first without explanation they just would like kind of go away and then if i would try to track them down they were just like yeah you know and we're on to the next guy i was like okay i was starting to feel something there was no it was no Bachelor in Paradise, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> the young Howard Stern. Yeah, I've been very reflective lately about everything. And you think this generation, what? I mean, they're not having as great a time. It's not great no. to be them. Yes. I was thinking about young kids going off to college. Like, like, I, like, my mind was blown. I was having dinner with Beth last night. We were like, can you believe Fred's daughter's in college? Yeah. She heard that part of the show, and I was like, yeah, Tess was like a baby two weeks ago. And it I just know. seems like the time is flying by. And I said, she must be having a miserable time in college because, you know, with COVID, kids can't really. I mean, I was not popular in college, nor did I have a lot of friends. But I can't imagine if there was COVID on top of that. Like, I really would have been isolated. And uh, yeah, I, don't I can't know even I w- imagine not being able to go to school for a year. And I don't being, know how I, you know, just stuck in your home with your parents. Yeah. And I used to go down to the campus radio station and I hang out with people. And that's where, you know, I started to actually get the nerve to go on the radio. So, but, you know, I'm just thinking about her senior year was sitting at home with Fred <laughs> in yeah. high school. So that had to be rough. Honestly, I was shocked Fred had a daughter. I'd already forgotten. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he reminded me yesterday. It was kind of mind-blowing. Not that Fred's not a great mm. guy. It's just that, is that, I mean, I didn't want to hang out with my parents when I was in high school. No, you're just a cruel person to say that about Fred. His daughter uh, <laughs> was trapped in a house with Fred. This is nasty. I mean, that's Fred you're talking about. No, Did I'm you? talking about it from her perspective. She's like, wants to be with her friends and wants to go out and Robin, have parties. I think you need... <laughs> I think you need I a timeout. Take, take a deep breath and just calm down. I take down. no offense to what Robin said. She's absolutely I mean, right. You don't want to be with your parents at that age. <laughs> no, I mean, if in all fairness to Robin, I like I've been trapped at a dinner with Fred, and that's bad oh, enough. I can't imagine. <laughs> okay, a now, whole, now you're getting now, now you're, you're getting, getting up. Now <laughs> you're getting stupid. If you really want to cut Fred up, let's get down to five it. minutes no, ago. I love you're you. okay. Now you've stepped onto the landmine. No. You're my man. If I had to be trapped in a house as a teenager with someone, it would be, I believe me, I'll take Fred any day over what I was trapped in the house with. <laughs> and if you were on a desert day. island, I'm the guy. It ain't Gary. It's me. You're the man. We could jam. 
bring our guitars. That's right. Yeah, I go really, to Open Geyser you know, Island. High school, senior year, that's a big deal. You're, you know, you don't even get to say goodbye to your friends. You know, you're all going off to college in different directions. I know a lot of kids are having a hard time with college and, yeah. you know, just leaving the house. It's just like, because, you know, COVID. Fucking COVID. All right. I was reflecting on um, something the other day. You remember when we were talking to, who was it that, uh, I think it was Lars from Metallica was saying how mind-blowing it was in the 90s. Do you remember what he said, Robin? He said, three albums came out that changed the music of the 90s. And they came out within weeks of each other. Do you remember the three albums? No. It was Nirvana, Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam. Oh, wow. you remember wow. he said that? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a pretty mind-blowing fact, and I was thinking about it. Like, we were at K-Rock Radio in New York. It was a, it was a cool station because it was a rock station, but it was album rock. And I remember, like, playing the same. You know, we didn't play a lot of music in the morning, but when we did and when you listened to the station all day, it was getting kind of lame. Like, we were pulling high ratings in the morning, but the rest of the station was getting kind of burned out on the music. It just was, you know, it was the typical album rock station. It was Stairway to Heaven. It was uh, Leonard Skinner. It was, you know... It was like a lot of different things, but the same thing over and over again. It You'd was the heard same band forever, right? Yeah, it was nothing yeah. particularly new. But when Lars said that, I was like, "Yeah," because I remember we got fired from NBC, went over to K Rock. We were on in the afternoon. Jay Thomas was on in the morning, and I all respect to Jay because I love Jay. Jay uh, was one of the few guys I put on um, Sirius when we first came here. But uh, I was just really beside myself. I wanted to be the morning man. I felt like I was the right fit for mornings. I didn't feel like, mm -hmm. like Jay, Jay was more of like a top 40 guy and um, that kind of thing. And he was great at it. No disrespect, honestly. But um, I felt like I was the right fit to drive that little machine in the morning. And, you know, like I'm a, I'm a rock and roller. At heart. People know this about me. So anyway, Jay, uh, Jay went on to a great career, a television career and radio. He, he did it all. Rest in peace, Jay. But uh, we took over the mornings. And then all of a sudden, those records came out. Those three albums, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, and Soundgarden, those three bands came out. And all of a sudden, the station got really super cool. We were playing 90s, grunge. It became an alternative. They called that alternative, whatever. But we were an alternative yeah, station. Yeah, we were playing and everything new changed. music. That was the greatest thing. Yeah, it was very cool. So I want to, when when Lars said that the other day, I didn't want to interrupt Lars. We were talking about Metallica, Miley Cyrus, right. and Elton John. But for me, he's right that uh, it changed also the trajectory of the radio. And the, the radio got so interesting with those bands. And... um it, it, I looked it up last night, 1991, 1991, okay, all those bands from Seattle, and they were all released between August 27th and September 24th. That's just a couple of weeks That's, apart. Wow. All, it's crazy. Yeah. 
And Nirvana, the, the first album to come out was Pearl Jam, but nobody really knew it right away. Nirvana was right. the first one to break, and it was right. mind-blowing. It was just three guys, Kurt, Dave, and, um, and Chris, Chris Novoselic. Is that how you say his name? Chris Novoselic? I think I so. Yeah. yeah. Never knew that. But it was kind of cool. They didn't look like rock bands. Nirvana, when Nirvana came on, they were anti-looking like the spandex and the big hair. They had flannel shirts, and they didn't really dress up like a rock band. Yeah, it was a uh, total know. rejection of the glam and the yeah. costumey kind of you know, tight leather pants and all that stuff. Yeah, and then this came on, you know, it was like, it was like, whoa, hey, this sounds different. It was really different. One of the uh, cool things having Dave Grohl on so many times, I get to ask him about Nirvana and, uh, by the way, I should mention, uh, Dave's coming on again because he just wrote a book. I just read it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, during the summer, I read it when we were off. And it was really, really good. But it's not coming out till uh, something like October. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's prolific. You know, he's yeah. doing documentaries. He's doing yeah. albums. He's, he's you a, know, he does everything. He's a busy beaver, that boy. <laughs> but he's on uh, next Tuesday. He's going to talk. There's a lot of funny stories in there. Some of them he's told on the show before, but some of them he's never told before. And the book is called The Storyteller, and it comes out October 5th. And he's a, he's a good storyteller because when he was on our show, I said to him, you know, what was it like when you wrote, when, when Kurt Cobain would write a song and he presented to you, and he's pretty thorough in his explanation. You know, the way Kurt wrote songs... He wrote these really, really simple songs, and um, he's a great lyricist, but his his objective was really, like, make the song as catchy and memorable and simple as possible. Did he allow you to, any feedback in the writing process? I mean, here you are, a great songwriter. We wouldn't song even writer. talk about it. We would just go in the room, and he'd start playing something, and we'd just play along, and then it would become a song. We wouldn't so say, he, like, hmm, that chorus needs to be twice as long. And in a different you key. wouldn't question him. The idea was not even to talk about music to keep it as pure as possible. Cool. That's how I'm going to do so it. It's own. all the musical language. It's not like people talking. Yeah. They're playing it and singing it all at the same time. Yeah. Dave said in his book, I think it was in the book because I've, I've, you know, we've had Dave on so many times and I've read his book. I think he said the way that he would do a drum fill, no one to come in. He'd watch Kurt on stage. And as soon as Kurt went to press that little, you know, those pedals, those guys work with their feet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the they distortion. are, but I, I see the things that they do. It, yeah, yeah, I love that. If I ever get in a band, I'm gonna have fifty of those fucking pedals. Like, I'm just gonna keep my head down and like fuck with those pedals. I always it'll love, look like got, a keyboard under your feet. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I'm gonna jump on them. I I love when I'm watching a concert and you know like some dude who's playing the guitar and he's just off doing his thing and then all of a sudden he walks over and he clicks that thing with his foot. I want to do that. That's, the, to me, the coolest thing. That's the coolest thing. And you've never gotten to do that? Yeah, you know what? I might not even have a pedal. I'll just act like there's one. <laughs> and I'll <laughs> press my foot down. It's just, those guys seem very busy with the technical yeah. aspect of playing an electric guitar. I love it. So, um, yeah, so what, what Dave said was he'd be sitting on the drums, and what he'd do is he'd watch Kurt, and if Kurt went to hit one of those distortion pedals, then he knew he was time to fill, which I think is those when they when they go, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what a fill is. That's how cool I am as a rocker. I uh, I just go with it. I don't even need those technical terms. 
self-taught. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of cool stories in Dave's book, but I digress. We're talking about these three albums that all came out. And the funny, oh, one more story. This is great. I never knew this. So Kurt Cobain of Nirvana was such a punk and a rebel and hated anything that reeked of commercial rock and roll. So when they're, when the album hit, they had to go over to England and promote the album. They were doing one of these TV shows. And the guy on the TV show, the producer goes, look, Kurt, um, in order to make this sound good and everything, the band can't play live. You'll just sing to a backing track. And evidently, you don't tell Kurt Cobain that because he's like a rock and roll revolutionary and he believes in live performance, you know, yada, yada, that whole thing. I've never said yada, yada my whole life. That's the first time. Isn't that from <laughs> Seinfeld? Or was it Johnny Carson? What was Seinfeld. Who did yada, yada? Seinfeld, Seinfeld? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been watching some Seinfeld reruns. Maybe that's why I said it. Anyway, uh. the uh, so this guy in England says to Kurt Cobain, you got to sing to a backing track. And Kurt was like, fuck these guys. So the backing track comes on, and he put the whole microphone in his mouth and sang the song that way, and it was a disaster. <laughs> but he didn't care. He didn't give a shit. He was just like, I'm not singing to a background check. Listen, listen to this. I got the tape of it. It's great. sure it went over big yeah it sounds really good now <laughs> yeah but that album when that album came out it was mind-blowing i remember being in radio and it changed the whole course of the radio station and one song after another was great such a great song right yeah the guy, the dude who produced that album, his name is Butch Vig. Dave writes a lot about this guy, Butch Vig. I guess he's a big deal to Nirvana. And uh, um, they did this documentary. It's really good about um, Nirvana and how they worked. And Kurt Cobain was so uh, freaked out by anything contrived. Like, he didn't even want to double his voice. You know how, like, uh, that, that, and then... Butch Vig would say, hey, John Lennon used to double his voice. And then Kurt would go, oh, okay, that's cool if, oh, if he did it. was it. cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this guy knew how of, to handle him. This is this guy, Butch Vig. He's the producer of Nirvana, and he's talking about recording Kurt Cobain. And then, oh, and then he's, t this is a really cool part. This is when Dave Grohl would sing harmonies. You know I love shit like this. Dave Grohl would yeah. sing harmonies with Kurt Cobain. Listen, listen to this. Um, you'll like this. You'll like it because I like it. They're talking about in bloom, you know, and that you hear that that sound. So here's Butch. We had Dave come in and do harmonies on the course. So that was the first thing that we added to the track. Their voices sound pretty cool together. Very similar tonal quality. 
So we went back and uh, Kurt did a double track. And again, he didn't like doing double tracks, so I had to use the John Lennon reference. And every, every time he resisted, I said, John Lennon did it. So he'd go, okay. As one who likes all our pretty songs, so that's Kurt doubled. And yeah, did it. Of course, that sounded good, but then we thought, well, if we get to double Kurt, we might as well double Dave, too. So then we went in. Wow. Powerful. Yeah, you see how it fills in. It gets bigger yep. and bigger. See? I might just go right to producing. I'm, uh... <laughs> I'm at a crossroads in my musical career. You know, yeah, you're like my... Caitlin. I'll just become governor. <laughs> yeah. or I might run for the Senate. I'm yeah, not taking any... any local jobs. You know, I'm yeah, not I don't be I... a city councilman. <laughs> yeah, like Trump. I'll just be president. That's... Well, I don't need it. I don't need to do previous public service. Yeah, it's, that worked uh... out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, producing seems pretty cool. Why don't you dudes uh, double your voice over there, um, Dave? You come in with Kurt. Okay, that's a take. Howard Vig. Butch Vig. Even had a cool name, Butch Vig. Yeah, well, is that a real name? So many good songs. Come as you are. I heard a cool fact about this, that um, wherever Kurt Cobain grew up, um, the sign... He grew up in Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Where's that? Washington? I don't know. Yeah. But the sign says, welcome to Aberdeen. Come as you are. And an homage to uh, Kurt Cobain because he's from Aberdeen. Oh, wow. Isn't that nice? Come as you are. You know what was cool about that album? It was the first time like anybody like sang really soft and melodically, and then all of a sudden they start screaming. It would, it would yeah. go from... It kind of jarred me when I first heard that album. I was like, well, hey, they were just singing a nice little song, and then all of a sudden Kurt Cobain would be yelling. I think Dave Kroll said a lot of that came... They love this band, the Pixies. I don't know the Pixies, but he talks about them a lot in his book, and I, I don't even know who they are. You like, better evidently. go back and listen to the Pixies, see? Uh, listen, how much fucking <laughs> this time is why, do I <laughs> This I'm busy. is why you're not going to be a great producer. You don't know the Pixies. This is why my belly <laughs> now is soft and jiggly. I'm busy looking shit up on the internet all day. <laughs> you know, it's like... It's like wimpy and... La, la, la... La, la, la. Like, I could sing this part. La, da, da. La, da, 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 da. Oh, this is sweet. And then this happened. <laughs> yeah, then that happened. Very cool. They said the vocals were so intense on, um, on lithium that uh, he blew his voice out. They had to stop recording for, like, I forget how many months I read. Well, like that months, was what like I would months. always wonder, because these guys were just like at the top of their vocal cords, just screaming. Mm. And I wondered how they could do that. And then they'd go out on tour and have to do that. Yeah, that's why I worry about uh, Dave Grohl sometimes. I see him on stage, he's screaming his brains out. I go, how does he preserve his voice? Uh. <laughs> Robin. 
Maybe he does that. That's the vocal exercise. That's my exercise. <laughs> so four months in, the, the album is released. Four months later, they knock uh, Michael Jackson, that uh, Dangerous album. They knocked that out of the number one spot. They were selling 350,000 copies a week. And uh, I remember asking Dave, I said, hey, Dave, what was it like when all of a sudden you guys went from being shitheads to all of a sudden you're like the number one band in the world? No joke. You just kicked Michael Jackson off the charts. You're selling 350,000 copies a week. You know, what's that like for you? It was crazy. Right. We're like dirt bags. And all of a sudden we're knocking people out of the charts and then we're playing big shows and then, then we're making money. And right. I just sat and laughed at the whole thing. I thought it was hilarious. You couldn't believe it. It was hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. I need some of that hilarity. Well, it's, it's you know, when you've been, you guys aren't even musicians. You're not right. in our business. And now you are the business. Right. <laughs> Everybody changes their tune. I think if, like, Nirvana had just come around, it would have changed the music industry. But then at the same exact time, Soundgarden came out with that bad Motorfinger album. That came out um, on September 24th. And then it was like kind of mind-blowing there, too, because Chris Cornell, I, arguably one of the best. I mean, he's definitely oh. in the top five singers of all time, right? Great singer, yeah. But, but uh, Bad Motorfinger was uh, their third album, but this one broke through. Some great songs on there, you know. Outshine. I don't know anything about lyrics, but I think that the one lyric that always sticks in my head from that, I'm looking California and feeling Minnesota. <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> and um, Chris from Soundgarden, I can't even believe like Kurt Cobain's dead, Chris is dead, but all these guys are dead. But um, I don't know. They, these guys were so good. We were talking to him one time about how they dressed. Like, uh -huh. I, my point was that grunge outfit became a uniform just as much as spandex did for a lot of these 80s bands. That's right. Everybody was in flannel. Yeah. It wasn't grunge supposed to be the anti-rock. But, 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 you know, at the time, still, it was all glam rock. But to me, there still was a grunge uniform. Well, Seattle, at the time of, like, the late 80s, the, the idea was... Whatever you wear, you don't wear anything that looks like you're trying to look like anything. Right, because I remember guys were all wearing shorts and the boots and the socks on the stage. <laughs> right. And like I, almost every band then had shorts and, right. you know what I mean? And <laughs> so, flannel. Yeah. Yeah, so it is part of the whole thing. Yeah, we tr try to avoid looking like you have ever cared about what you wear. and that, But that became a specific look, at least specific enough that fashion houses copied it. Yep. Became yeah, because then stores became full of that same thing. You would walk into a store, and it was shorts and boots and flannel shirts. <laughs> Even I started wearing it, and it was not pretty. <laughs> Ralph started dressing me back then, and he would dress me in grunge. <laughs> I was like, I looked like I just rolled out of bed. Yeah, we, I was reading this article yesterday on the air that they're thinking about bringing back the woolly mammoths, those prehistoric elephant-looking things. And I was thinking, well, why don't they just bring back Kurt Cobain and Chris Cornell? Uh, if you're going to bring somebody back, don't bring back woolly mammoths. What have they ever done? 
Well, is but, that uh, really, uh, you know, it won't be the same woolly mammoth that lived a thousand years ago. If, we, you know, if you took Kurt Cobain and put him in a oh. test tube and tried to recreate him, Can't, uh, I don't do know that? how that works. Oh. We've never, well. you know, uh, we have to ask those people who've cloned their dogs. Yeah. Is it the same fine. dog that you <laughs> had before? Is the dog exactly like the one that you loved so much? Bring back John Lennon while we're at it, too, as long as we're bringing people back. I think that anyway. scientists have decided they can't do that. You know how they make those rules? That mm. it, uh, you shouldn't even I, work on cloning a human being. It's against uh, the prime directive, which yeah. uh, was started by uh, Star Trek. I know, we're going by television rules. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we were talking about uh, grunge even changed fashion. Like, so much that rock stars didn't look, you know, they, the whole country started looking like smelly lumberjacks, which uh, I was one of. I looked and like a big smelly lumberjack. Older rock stars started to look weird because they were all dressed up. Yeah, <laughs> they looked like they were superheroes <laughs> in a costume. <laughs> It's kind of how Superman feels when he's flying around on those tights. Right. Like Superman. Superman, what do you, what's with the outfit? <laughs> yeah, those guys started getting embarrassed, like showing up in spandex and the big, you know, lady hair and the, <laughs> the makeup. And it, it, it's like, it's like Soundgarden, Nirvana, and Pearl Jam shamed all those bands into like dressing <laughs> like normal people. And to maybe right. take away Taking their superhero the, costume. The big bouffant yeah. haircut and all <laughs> yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only, not only was it good for our radio station and good for the country and good for music, but it shamed a lot of girly men into dressing like <laughs> regular people. Anyway, uh, Tom Morello was on our show and, you know, from Rage Against the Machine, he was talking about how much Soundgarden impacted that whole time i think that soundgarden chris cornell in particular helped right. redeem hard rock music in that in that fans like me who lo i love big riffs i loved heavy riff rock music but a lot of times i could not relate to the lyrics which were either about the devil or groupies neither of which right. were you know, care about get to me <laughs> yeah. yeah um but 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 soundgarden along with a couple of other bands like chris was smart and you could tell and he was poetic and he had like this kind of dark poetry that connected on a level that felt you know, but he he also unapologetically embraced the big riff rock said this is the hardest song to play guitar and sing to like you know how those guys effortlessly do that he said this takes some effort wow look what's going on i mean imagine doing this live and trying to sing at the same time what a hassle i'll be like look either i sing it or i play it i'm not doing both <laughs> well some people do that they go look take this guitar i gotta sing <laughs> Remember when Johnny Cash did a version of uh, Rusty Cage? Because, you know, Chris Cornell said it's uh, it's almost like a hillbilly Black Sabbath. I never hear that in that song, but I don't know. Johnny Johnny Cash, before he died, recorded a whole bunch of rock songs, and he, re and he yeah. recorded Rusty Cage. Weird. I'm going to break my, going to break my Rusty Cage and run. I'm going to break, I'm going to break my, going to break my Rusty Cage. Yeah. And run. Hmm. 
some sort of Grammy nomination for this. Interesting uh, take, right? Yeah. Yeah. Brindy Carlisle did a, was she, you know, she's so good. She did a version of, uh, you know that song, Searching With My Good Eye Closed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you know that song. Yeah. Brandy did it. Did a good job, too. What a voice on her, huh? She gives me the chills. Where did she come from? Where did she come from? She's not human. (laughs) My titties get like hard. Like the nips get hard when she sings. I don't know. What does that mean? It means she's an alien. I think she's Uh. from someplace else. God, what a what a fucking powerful voice on that woman. Yeah. <laughs> Starting to lactate. Damn. It's milk coming out of my nips. I'm lactating, Robin. Come over here. Amazing. It's been so long since I touched you, Robin. How many uh <laughs> How long you were have we saying been in- yesterday, I thought about that after the show. You said, it's been two years since I've seen you in person. Yep. We're coming up on, how, like, when? what date did we go into isolation? It was March uh, 12th or 11th, 11th or 12th. I can't remember which exact day of oh. 2020. So impress me with some math. So you so go all the way to March. That would be a year. And then we're like, April, May, June, July, August. So it's really a year and a half since I've yeah, touched you. Yeah. Just a soft caress. Little kisses <laughs> on your neck. Can't do it anymore. You know, no holding it's weird. hands, nothing. <laughs> the rest of the world seems to be uh, seeing each other just fine. It, you and I are locked up in our basement and our whole show. I don't know what's going on, but. You know what's going to happen is everybody else is. We're going to be left here all by ourselves. We've well, taken care of ourselves. We had our usual. Uh, I have a meeting every Wednesday afternoon after the show, and I said, hey, you know, I'm starting to feel a little weird. Like, how is, like, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, and, like, all these other How are they all in production? And why are we still hiding in our basements? Kimball, like, what? Kimball. And, the, and everyone's yeah, like... Yeah, they're performing in front of audiences, right? Yeah, and then everyone says to me, well, do you want to go into the uh, Sirius XM building and get on an elevator and be around people? And I go... No. Thank you. You just <laughs> no, okay. cured me of that feeling. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a year and a half since I've actually seen Robin eye to eye. Have you been in an elevator in that time? No. Nope. Uh, well, I went to my apartment building a couple of times, and but uh, they don't allow that. You still go in one at a time. They do not allow. Really? Yeah. Well, so how I haven't the been there. long does it take to get to your place? <laughs> oh, it, you know what? It, my building's pretty empty, actually, so oh, it, it's okay. not long. Most people have kind of either, I guess, either have like a little country situation or they go somewhere. They're Who knows? They just Some, left the city, so the building yeah. is just sort of there. Yep. 
because I've been in an elevator a couple of times and it's always weird, weird you know, because they have these spots on the floor and everybody goes through their spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to go to a doctor appointment. Come to think of it, I was in an elevator and I was so fucking relieved. I went. It, it was like at like one of the major hospitals my doctors you know, located at and I, I i went in and but some miracle like almost like when moses parted the seas i got in the elevator and no one was in i mean in a busy hospital and i got wow. upstairs without any interaction in the and i think when i went down maybe there were one or two people in there and we were standing on those i thought it was i thought they <laughs> well yeah i thought they were trying to like um Make elevators more fun. I thought first. I thought, oh, it's a game of Twister. I get it. And where does that thing you spend? <laughs> you know. And then I realized, oh, okay, this is how far apart we're supposed to be. It, it's so stupid because the, you know, everybody's on top of each other. But and it's a closed-in space. You know, it's not like the germs are going to go anywhere, but stay right there. Yeah. But what's weird is. um like on the one part of our universe, football games are happening in full stadiums and people are, you know, partying and having everything. You know, life is normal. And you and I are reading the newspaper and it's saying people are dropping dead by the thousands every day. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we're like, we haven't seen each other in a year and a half, but other people are in football stadiums and... I don't know. Gary Delabate says he doesn't want to come back into the city for work, but then he goes to Broadway and watches Bruce Springsteen, and he's sitting in he, a crowded he does theater. These things, yeah. He's yeah. been to a concert. He's been. He just doesn't want to go to work. That's where. He doesn't yeah, exactly. Work. You know what? He just what he he went to the theater and he didn't even wear a mask. He just sat there without his mask on. He wore it Are in and then he took kidding? his mask off. No, but then he goes. Wow. I don't think we should go back to work. I'm telling you, it's dangerous. You know what it is? He told a lot of people, he goes, I like working from home so much more because I don't have Jason looking at me eating my locks and eating my pretzels and eating my pistachios. plantain chips. My plantain chips. <laughs> and no one's commenting on me and no one did that. And I'm like, dude, you missed the point of your value on this show. <laughs> you're useless to me sitting in your house. If you're you eating need plantain chips. somebody in there watching you. Yeah, you're the guy we goof on. Oh, that's all I, get. I I didn't know that. I didn't know that well, was that was right. my only value. No, you do a lot of things, but those things other people could do. The We're good thing is watching your on you. air value. Yeah, your on air value is what gives you your value. And you're eating those plantains and hiding them in your drawer, and that's the magic. But I know Gary said I prefer working. Why do you prefer working? I'm I'm going to make you go back into the city and work because you're willing to go to Broadway and watch Bruce Springsteen without a mask on. So what are you afraid to, to go? I'm on. I didn't say I was afraid. I'm willing to go back to work. I just say I like not commuting. I enjoy oh, well, not yeah. commuting. No one can argue I mean, with that. Especially, yeah. especially like on a you know, like on a on a Thursday or a Wednesday. You know, you get in the car at three thirty or four, and then the West Side Highway is just backed up, and it's a two hour drive home. So that's what I yeah. like the most. But yeah, I also like not having Jason outside my office watching me eat as well. That's a that's a perk. I wish I had a camera guy. I mean, I wonder how many hours a day he's actually working. You know, a lot. <laughs> Come on. You know, here's the thing. This is why you're such a dick you? about this. You don't fucking worry about anybody else. A lot, just you. dude. I work. What do you mean? Just no, me? I only worry worry about you. I know. You're my why focus. Worry about others. Listen. You, I, look, no, you, I'm. A, you, why do I? I'm the boss. I don't have to worry about no, others. I'm, I worry I'm about you. That, you're the one who pops in my that, mind. I go. I wonder what Gary's doing. I work plenty fucking hard, as hard as anybody. You know else when does. I? You know when I get angry? Like when I see you on Facebook with all your um, trips and you know you and Mary are everywhere. We haven't and, been uh, anywhere. 
We, uh, dude, no. we have not gone. We, we, we went on a family vacation, so, but we're not out a lot. Uh, you don't go anywhere. We're not out on a family lot. vacation. <laughs> right. But I'm saying, what do you mean? How do you say I haven't been? That's like Caitlyn Jenner saying, I'm, I'm we haven't for been anywhere. Free, I'm pro choice, but I'm also against abortion. Listen, there's a lot of people on the staff who are all fucking seeing no, no, each no. other, having tears and all that stuff, too. You. Plenty of people are out doing stuff. No, but I'm worried about you. I don't worry about yeah. them. I'm just being honest. Well, what, what are you worried you. about? I want to. I want to. I want to put a camera in your house. Make sure you're glued to that desk working. <laughs> <laughs> I work plenty hard. You'll see the fruits of it this whole quarter, my friend. I know. I know. Just take it easy. It's just fun to watch you at work. I miss that element of you <clears throat> eating locks, <clears throat> and then we get the camera on you, <clears throat> and you're like. Like Gary used to, like when locks would come in, he would hide them in his refrigerator. That was fun. He'd take the whole slab, you know. They yeah, were people were like, "Hey, yeah, the whole the, the whole four ounces, yeah. Robin." I took the whole. Four what happened? What happened to the locks? Gary took them. <laughs> like we don't know what he's up to. And going to get his black and white cookie, you know. There's yeah, yeah, all yeah. kinds of things that we used to watch. Yeah, we'd go. Hey, has anybody checked out where these black and white cookies came from? Maybe they're, it's a terrorist trying to poison the staff. And, and then Gary goes, like, I ate them. They were fine. I missed those moments. Like, to me, one of the best show moments was Gary napping, catching him napping during the show. And then it was like, that kind of magic, you can't get back. That's I want him back where I can see him. If we had been working from home, maybe we would <laughs> never have caught that. Yeah, because then if Gary was napping, we go, hey, where's Gary? And he'd go, yeah, he'd get back on and go, I don't know, my Zoom went out <laughs> <laughs> for 10 minutes. I want to see Gary playing solitaire on his computer. I want all those moments. I'm being cheated. It's robbed. I'm being robbed of Gary's true value. Mm. We have to ask him now what he's doing, and we don't get the full details. Well, he only gives us he, what he wants us to know. He goes, I don't go anywhere. Meanwhile, I know he vacationed in Annapolis this summer. I did. Oh. I just told but you know that because I just told you that. It's not like it's a secret. No, I knew about it. And I also knew, I'll tell you what else I knew that you went to the restaurant and they ran out of crab cakes and you got really upset. Really? Like you started, yeah. You know, I mean, I Gary goes, any... I'm in Maryland for fucking crab cakes. Don't be out of my crab cakes. And I'm like, I'm missing these moments. By the way, what happened? That was you had me... a tantrum? That, no, dude, that was me talking to my wife. Not, I would never say anybody say like, yeah, but like that, that to that's what I love. I, I turn around I to my wife and I go, I, you, we're in fucking Maryland. They, they're literally known for crab cakes and they ran out of crab cakes. How stupid is that? <laughs> that's the Gary stuff I love. <laughs> Where's my crab cake, both? Howard, I was telling. Listen, uh, I'm telling you, I miss you. That's all. I miss you too. <clears throat> I, I, I'll give you a good story. We were out um, in Annapolis on a family vacation, and we're walking down the street, and I see my sons ahead of me with his girlfriend, and they're they're talking to this guy. The guy looks like he's in distress, you know. So mm. then the guy falls on the ground, and my son was being nice. He thought the guy was having a stroke, so. All of a sudden, the guy gets on all fours, and I see a giant puddle form under him, right? He's now peeing, oh. you know, just on the street. That's a okay. bad sign. <laughs> he then pulls his pants down, <laughs> and I slowly start to see a log come out of his asshole. Oh. Very slowly. <laughs> How do you like, do that? Wow. Like, you, the guy's naked? 
Well, he pulled it. No, he wasn't. He had a shirt oh, he on. And he, okay. He pulled his pants down to his knees. <laughs> and and he and at first it was happening so slowly that I wasn't sure that that's what it was. And you, you know what I mean? You're sort of like, no. And you're like, and my wife and I go, I think that's a log of shit coming out of his asshole. <laughs> and it was a big one. Howard, I bet you it was, you know, eight or nine, ten inches long. One big wow. log. Must eat a lot of fiber, this guy. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then the cops came and the cops got to deal with it. They got to wrap in a blanket and you figure out what they're going to do with them. But the guy took a shit right in the street. Uh, what, and what, your son well, let me and ask his you girlfriend something. were just standing there? Well, they, they saw the guy acting weird and then the guy fell down. So my son's first inclination was, oh, this guy, he may be having a stroke. Let me see. If, and he was like, are you okay? Are let you me okay? ask you something. Gary, how long have you been working on this show? A while. You don't know when people are auditioning to get on the show in front of you? You're the executive producer? You don't recognize a you whack You don't have packer. contact information? You don't recognize someone who wants to get their cameo appearances jacked up by getting on this show? I know what I'll do. There's Gary Delabate. He's from the Howard Stern Show. I'll piss and shit in front of Gary. That'll fucking that'll get me on the show. And my entire family. We all stood there in complete disbelief. <laughs> Welcome to Annapolis. Wow. Yeah, I, I just see Gary on, you know, everything. And I, I, I feel bad about this, but I just always suspect that Gary's having too much free time. I, I want him working more. And I don't know why. I don't have that with anyone else, just Gary. It's like, because like Gary, you know what it is? Gary, like, reveals himself. He, he told everyone he played a lot of pickleball this summer. I don't know what pickleball is. I have no idea. But he shouldn't tell people he's playing a lot of pickleball. I, no, I I go, well, I, hold on. I literally only played it on vacation. What is it? Pickleball. It's like, I've talked to you about it before. I, I, I got a, uh, uh, um, it's like, I didn't um, listen. You remember I, I, I got stitches in my lip a couple of years ago. I fell while I was playing pickleball. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a game with paddles and a ball. It's like a shorter version of tennis. Oh. Um, you know, so you That's cover the ground. Yeah. Mm. Kind of digging it. I play with, uh, I play well. I haven't in a while before the pandemic, but I used to play with Boy Lee. Oh, Boy Lee, another guy. Where do you play pickleball? Well, on, what they do is either they make a dedicated court or they just convert um, tennis courts. See, I see. Gary's. That's what Gary got bad habits. He get, his predecessor was Boy Lee. Those two get together, <laughs> and they're busy. Both of them wasting time they're playing still pickleball. Wasting yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Pickleball's fastest growing sport in the United States, Howard. My two producers who waste time together playing pickleball. <laughs> I like work ball. You, ever, you know that game? Work ball? You ever hear of it? It's where you go and you hold a ball in your hand and you work at my show. And you put in 8 to 25 hours a day. That's it. So I don't know. I get upset when then I see Gary's an auctioneer at a charity auction. And then I'm just like, he should just be working. Well, That's see, this is the way. thing. I think Good. that Gary enjoys life. This bothers mm. you. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of does. You, you know what? Because I'm fucking miserable. I, I'm 24 hours a day. I'm running around this house working, trying to come up with shit for this show. And I, I just don't want to see Gary's hosting a charity auction. But, Howard, even, here's the thing for me. Even when you're He told not me he working, gets a rush out of doing it. He gets a rush. You know, enjoy, being, I you know, enjoy being He enjoys it. Even, he likes being even on stage. When you're, even when you're not working, you're miserable. I'm That's working. Like, no, no even when I'm when not, not working, working, when I'm doing, when I'm doing a leisure activity, all of a sudden I have a pad next to me and I'm writing shit down. Did you do, I, I, you, I have a question for you. Did, did you have, 
This is no jokes aside. What what did you do this summer that brought you any joy at any point this summer? Like, what was the most fun thing you did this summer? My kids visited me. Well, that's nice. And I had a good time with them, actually. So you had fun. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Michael, what's up? Hey, um, Howard, how you doing? It's Michael Rappaport. How's it going? Okay. Oh, it's hey, Michael uh, Rappaport. You sound different. Well, I got a little throat issue, but um, I'm I'm just disgusted to hear that this gorilla, this fucking animal, has the audacity to go to see fucking Bruce Springsteen to do charity events. I want to know what has he done for the tele for the show for the radio show, the world's most famous radio show. What has he done? And he's sitting up there questioning everybody. And at what at what cost? At what cost? How much more abuse can you take, Howard? <laughs> Seriously, like how? So much it bothers Michael too. They, no one wants Gary having he, all this fun. That's what Michael's saying. I don't. I don't respond he's to the actors. About your happiness. You uh, calling Michael a D-list actor? He's a B minus. You he's call Michael a, a B minus yeah. actor? Yeah, he's wow. not an A-list. He's not, he's not a leading man. To me, I'm a, I'm a great actor. I'm a great actor. I'm starring in the season of Atypical. You're a terrible producer. You take the show for granted. You take your opportunity for granted. And you should all be right, so lucky right. to go to... All right, Bruce. Michael. Why, you, why you, isn't Bruce... Wait, Howard, Michael. I have a question. Okay. The question is this. Why isn't Bruce Springsteen coming on the show? Why isn't he sitting down for an interview on the show instead of Gorilla? I'll tell you why. Falling over um, him on Broadway. You can't blame Gary for that. It's me. I fucked that up. But that's all. Hey, Michael, I got to go anyway. Go. Well, let's say I said some things that I think insulted Bruce. And I don't want to get into it. Gary's up his ass so much. If Gary's up his ass so much, he should be able to straighten it out. That's what a producer does. And that's what I'm working on. I hear you. He's working on it. He is working on it. All right, Michael, I got to go. Go go, go act because you're, uh, I believe he's way better than a D-list actor, Gary. That's insulting. Well, he's got to go find a new note. He, you know, he only knows how to do one thing on this show. Oh, well, really? the only thing we need to do is break you down, Gorilla. That's the only <laughs> thing the fans need to do is break you down and bring you to reality. All right. Okay, I mean, you, don't, I mean, you, don't, you don't worry about this. You don't worry about the ugly. programming of this show. You don't Thank worry you, about that animal. All right. You worry about your knees. Okay. (laughs) He's angry. I hung up. He was really ripping into you. Why's he got something against you? Well, because he gets him on the air. Oh. You know, like I said, he's like a whack. He's a glorified whack packer. He, if you don't, if he doesn't talk about me, you don't pick him up. And he needed his oxygen. Right, right, right. He needed his oxygen, which is to be, it's air time. He's a whore. An air horn. All right, I'll <laughs> let go of this. No, it's just that, like, you know, I, I get crazy. I, re- I would prefer everybody work in the city so I could keep my eye on them. You know, they have to put their hours in. I know that. I just, I know Gary says he's working all day, but I, for some reason, when I see him paddleboard, he tried paddleboarding this summer. Oh, yeah. On my, vac- like- on my vacation. Well, everything you're Boy, he paddled a lot into that vacation. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah everything. You see, that's what I mean. He says everything happens on his vacation. I mean, we, we, how much vacation what, did you take? We were off for a week. We rented a house that was on the water. We got paddle boards and kayaks, and and uh, God, you make it. I mean, that's what a vacation is. I don't know, but you you I seem to have a lot of new activities. Uh, 
Nothing, it's okay. nothing that new. I just need to keep my eye on you. I, I gotta. You, you can watch me all you want, my friend. I might have to put a camera in that house. Make sure yeah, you're that's gonna happen. Front of- there, are, there are cameras in this house. You give me the of them. <laughs> yeah, you give me the password so I can watch you. Yeah. Like, like, I don't want to get into it, but like, 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 just like, okay, this is what bothers me. So Gary got a Tesla over the summer. He did. And he, yeah. And he tells well, I everyone. Catch, hey, a, a Tesla last year. We talked about it for a fucking hour. Robin. Yeah. We talked about it, but he, but okay, like in his downtime. I, I don't remember your cars. <laughs> Gary, Gary's excited because he figured out how to make the car horn. You know, the actual horn you honk. He, he, he figured out how to make it fart. <laughs> and I was just like, like, he shouldn't have time for that. It, we have a busy career, busy show. It annoys me. He's just got to keep that quiet. I, I don't. Yeah, but Howard, I get, let me, uh, people on our staff. That's all I'm they, saying. Um, the, people on our staff play golf. People on our yeah, staff. But don't throw them are, under the bus. No, I'm not I'm, throwing I'm, them under I, the I, bus. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm, that's I'm the talking about you. Of, it's, Howard, it's the exact opposite of throwing under the bus. People on the staff like to cook. People on the staff like to get together and drink. Why is this the absolute you? opposite of throwing them under the bus? Where we? No, no, no. I'm saying that everybody you. has a, everybody has a life outside of the show. Mine seems mm. to be the only one you're interested in. Everyone has yeah. a life outside of the show. I'm, I'm not interested in you. Bus. I'm interested. He's in you. always been interested in you. Yeah, no matter I, how many people join the staff, he's interested <clears throat> in you. Here's Gary's Tesla. Is what he had time for. <laughs> it's true. How do you do that? How long did it take you to do that? Is more important. Oh, it was. Uh, was somebody, uh, it was on my vacation. No. <laughs> somebody sent. This, somebody sent me a YouTube video. It took two seconds, but um, Mary was driving down the street the other day. She was driving. I was in the passenger seat, and we passed a bunch of like thirteen-year-old kids, and she pushed that, and she couldn't stop laughing for like a half an hour. I was like, it's not as funny as you think it is, but she loved it. First of all, you should be honored that I'm so interested in you. I mean, yeah. You know how many people want me to be interested in them? I'm well, focused abdic- on you. I, I, I'm willing to abdicate my interest to them. You can, you can. Well, be interested I, I don't in know. Them. You, you get the but, honor. You know what makes it more interesting is you don't want this attention. <laughs> I wish Boss would look at the other people on this show who golf and cook. No, I'm just saying everybody's got other interests. I'm not saying that. The, to I don't them care about the them. Everybody about has lives. I, everyone has you a can, life, but I'm interested in your life. You could I'm pick interested anyone in on why the show. it seems like you're you're more busy with nonsense and <clears throat> vinyl and and uh, <clears throat> vacation. You could pick anybody on the show <clears throat> and say, "What did you do this summer?" And anybody you pick did something this summer. Believe me, they, they did some or went somewhere. Yeah, but, but that that's irrelevant. I'm focused on you. I Who cares about saying. them? That was my point. You're focused on me. Yeah. Well, we're all in agreement now. <laughs> it just drives me crazy when Gary goes, I had, uh, fortunately, I've got a lot of time now to organize my vinyl. And that, that sets me off. I'm like, oh, I wish I had time to fucking take a bathroom break. Some days I'm so I'm busy and rushed. pickleball. <laughs> yeah, when I hear pickle, it, the, the things that set me off are the following. Pickleball. The Tesla car horn. The, you know, where's my crab cakes? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? It, it, it sets me seconds. off. I don't know. I, I'm telling them to stop publicizing. Stop, stop publicizing, you know. Uh, uh, my new hobby is tasting scotch. 
And when I hear that, it's like, you know, oh, I was at the Bruce concert and didn't wear a mask. It's just, he's, he's everywhere, but in front of the, to me, there's too much nonsense going on. And if he's at the Bruce Springsteen concert not wearing a mask, why isn't he running around everywhere now? That's right. Well, I am. I did paddleboarding. Didn't like it. <laughs> but, you know, it's like he shares too much. Got to be well, quiet. No, here's what I do. I talk to Jason. That's, yeah. that's what sharing Jason tells means. Jason. Jason's a top-notch guy. He informs me of everything. Yes, I know. He goes, hey, Howie. Gary went scotch tasting. He was at concert with Bruce, and he went paddleboarding. And I and I the steam starts coming off the top of my head. <laughs> go, well, when he he's any? joining these Facebook groups or whatever to taste scotch <laughs> together, yeah, Come that's horrible. I don't even know how to work a Facebook so I can join a group. I want to join a group. <laughs> Facebook, and he dumped me from Facebook, so I can't spy on him. But don't worry, I'm friends with Mary. I see everything. It's all good. Foiled again. Yeah. We have a whole team devoted to just watching Gary and informing me of what's going <laughs> yeah, on with Gary. In all fairness, we have a whole team devoted to watching everyone and squealing yep. on everyone. But there you yeah, go. I'm, I'm, I'm the prime suspect. You are. There's a whole team of informants around Gary. <laughs> anyway, I was talking about this incredible thing that Lars mentioned that, Gary, you should know about this being a fan of music and a music uh, Jeopardy winner. The... Um, so so I was talking, Soundgarden, Nirvana, and then I didn't talk about Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam yeah. came out with their album, 10, right around that same time. And, uh, you know, what am I going to say? The, the fucking album's a masterpiece, am I correct? Absolutely. You're not going to argue with that. Just Gary's not going to argue with that. Blew open the doors. What did I learn about that? Between 50 and 100 takes just on that song till they got it right. Wow. Yeah. And who was their producer making him do that over and over again? Probably Butch Vig's brother, Melvin Vig. <laughs> Guys, uh, what did what did Eddie tell us? Those guys, the, I guess their original lead singer died of a heroin overdose, and then they got Eddie. Eddie sent them a tape. Eddie was the replacement guy from the heroin guy, and then uh, he wrote the melody, the lyrics to "Alive," while he was living in San Diego. Sent the band the tape, and they instantly hired him. Lucky for them, because they evidently yeah. have a really good singer. Yeah, good move Lucky for everyone. Yeah, weird how that all worked out. Yeah, the guy's name was Andy Wood, who was evidently a very, very good singer. Yeah. Maybe that's what, oh. So that's the meaning of the song. Eddie's still alive, but your lead singer's dead, so I can fucking be in your band. Ah, Is, you maybe. think that's what it means? <laughs> Absolutely not. But I, that's what I'm going to say. No, according to Eddie, I know what it's about now. It's about that lead singer dying, and now Eddie can be the lead singer of the band. But Eddie claims he um, 
it was all about daddy had a horrible upbringing in my opinion his biological dad didn't live with him they had another dad in there that the mother lived with and that guy claimed to be eddie's biological dad it was all fucking confusing and uh which just shows you how much music changed eddie was writing about real shit and you know but before that a lot of these bands were writing about girls 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 and things and or Pretty magic, much, uh, you know. That, yeah. That, yeah. They're screaming about, you know, spirits and stuff. Yeah. Here's, here's Eddie talking about it, the whole switch with his dad's. Going back to when my mother told me that this guy wasn't my father and it was somebody else, you know, that was, it, it was a shock. But I was, I was so grateful in a way. I mean, I was like, oh, fuck. Thank God, you know, because I really didn't. I didn't come out of this guy's balls. I mean, uh, (laughs) I don't have any genetic relation to this guy. But but what about the what did you do with the anger at never like understanding this guy? I I mean, this guy who used to be a friend of the family was actually your biological father. I really think I've channeled it into other things. I, I don't you know, I know what it's like to be under the lion's paw. Had I not been through any of that, you know, I'd I'd my whole life would be a sham. But you laugh about it. But, I mean, that is so sad. Yeah, because it all worked out so well. He's got a good attitude, man, Eddie. Well, that is great, though, that he, it's like alchemy. He took this horrible thing and made Mm. it into a great thing. Yeah, I always think people are uh, a little bit in denial about that kind of stuff. You know, my shrink wouldn't let go of that. I don't know that you, you know, like, if you're able to do that, like the lemons being lemonade... It, it, unless it's having a detrimental effect, you know, like if your personal life sucks, but you can do this magical thing, then it has an effect and you should deal with what it's doing to the rest of your life and your relationships. But if you're just like, no, I got to do this great thing and my life works, what's the big deal? Yeah, I don't know. If I went to my shrink and said, yeah, my dad uh, pulled a fast one on me. He uh, slipped out of town, and they put another dad in his place. My, to me, to my shrink, that's like meat on a bone for a dog. I yes, mean, but he's going right for that. Looking at your life, your life may not be working. No, well, they don't. And care. that's why it's meat on the bone to the dog, because you wouldn't even be at his office if there wasn't something wrong. Yeah, my my shrink will find something wrong with you if you've got that in your background. Well, that's ridiculous to find something wrong. So I'm saying that the wrong happens first. You know, like you make it wrong, and then you have to deal with what it does to you that you think it's wrong. Uh, stop being so practical. <laughs> You're going to put all the shrinks out of business, you do that. I'm trying. <laughs> Said this, I mean, this album is so great, but the, Eddie said this song, he doesn't talk about this song because it's so personal that it's about unrequited love. That's like where you're hot for a, a chick, but she won't look at you, right? That's right. She doesn't want anything to do with you. <laughs> oh, man. It was to be your I friend. Should, That's the I could write. Yeah. Oh, I, I have so many instances like that that I could have written a whole album about unrequited love. I hate unrequited love. I remember in high it's school. It's requited. Like, Why are you saying quiet? How, how do you say it? Requited love. Yeah, I knew that. I wanted to see if you caught it. It's unrequited love. What's the matter with you? It took you like 10 minutes to figure that out, to, to catch me. Good thing I set up that trap. All right. Unre- unrequited love, Robin. Yes.
Okay. You know what I'm saying. I won't be saying unrequited ever again. Hmm. Stop trying to pretend like I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the last anyone think that I don't know it's unrequited love and think that I really was serious when I said unrequited love. Uh, that was to catch Robin to see if she's paying attention. It's a quality check on this show. A lot of times she, she phases out. I got to make sure she's in, the, in it with me. Yes. Unrequited love. You're right. Good good catch, Robin. Uh, you're still on your game. Good thing. I, I didn't zone out that time. I had a lot of unrequited or unrequited love, as some idiots say. <laughs> <laughs> it is love that is not returned or rewarded. It's a one-sided experience. Yeah. There was a girl yeah, in high school. Yeah, you can't even believe they can't feel anything. You're feeling so much. <laughs> there was a girl in my high school who was so good looking. Whenever I used to like pass her, I, I, my heart would have flutter. But uh, yeah. I was like, man, she was way out of my league. And of course, no one in my high school cared about me except to like sort of ignore me. <laughs> so, And then sometimes I would think she was looking at me and I would be like, I think she wants me. And I went, who are you kidding, you stupid fuck? Did you ever, you ever speak to her? No. No. I know her name. I looked her up on Facebook. She looks like an old bad grandma now. It's great. Good. But, you know, maybe there was something there. You just never, you know, like if mm. you never take the shot, I know I it's know. terrible to be rejected, but. I know. I watch all those teen movies where the guy takes his shot and then he ends up fucking the girl and it's like, that ain't happening <laughs> for me. I know my family background. I know the family tree. That doesn't happen to people like me. Our history doesn't have that in it. <laughs> mm. I know. I knew what unrequited love meant many years ago. It means no one likes you. <laughs> I should write a song about how I had unrequited love, and then I looked up the girl on Facebook, and now she's old and wrinkly, and I was like, good. Um, I should talk to Eddie better. Maybe I'll collaborate with him on that. You think he wants to write a song like that? Yeah. Uh, Eddie, I've got an idea for a song. Maybe you can help me out. I, uh, um, I had unrequited love, much like your, just much like your song Black, except in mine, we go on Facebook and, and this broad looks like a fucking train hitter. <laughs> you got any kind of riff can for you that? Make some poetry out of that? <laughs> yeah. You're a poet. See if you can do something with that and I'll put my name on it. I get, get to work. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Howard. I'll get right on that. I say I got I got a couple of lines for the song. If you want to, if you want to work them in, here's one: Your tits hang on the floor now. <laughs> if you want to work that in, <laughs> I'd like it to be upbeat. It doesn't need to depress anyone. It's kind of like an anthem for anyone who has unrequited love. <laughs> unrequited. <laughs> now I'm doing a catalog in my head of all the people who've heard me say unrequited love. Oh no! <laughs> well, see, I'm glad I stopped that. So yeah, no, that no, I really that list won't get any longer. Yeah. No, I knew it. Don't worry. I was testing you. Um, all right, Eddie. Here's a here's a lyric. You were so hot forty years ago. <laughs> now I won't look at you. Go fuck yourself. Anyway, uh, 
Yeah, I love that song, Black. So good. I didn't know it was about unrequited love. So Eddie was probably in my boat. He's probably like, fuck, I can't get laid here. What's going on? I gotta, I better, I better get a career going. Shit's not happening. Right? He probably had unrequited love in high school or something. Cause he was pretty young yeah. when he got famous. Yeah. I bet you he doesn't get unrequited love now. <laughs> but he doesn't even want to talk about that song. That um, must it, have been devastating to him. Sounds like it was more devastating than finding out your old man isn't your old man. Yeah, see? Something yeah. could be worse. We might have to drag his ass back in here and ask him about this. <laughs> this unrequited love. That's right. Time to a chair and make him talk about it. Yeah. Tell us about your unrequited love. <laughs> I'll tell you all about my. I had a ton of them. I had a whole bunch of unrequited love. God, I had crushes on everybody. Nobody had a crush on me. I had a few people, but very Yeah, few. I was going to say, there probably were people and people you wouldn't have even suspected, but you never noticed them. Yeah, you know what I made? I made a big mistake in high school. Here's how I should have played high school. First of all, I should have been playing guitar. That's number one. Number two, okay. I should have been taking karate so I could beat up some people and look like, you know, like do that thing in high school where some kid starts goofing on you and then you beat the shit out of him, like what Spider-Man does. Remember in the first, I think it was the third Spider-Man where Peter Parker um, accidentally smashes, he, he's fucking with his webbing and he actually ac accidentally uh, smashes one of those jocks in the head with his tray from from the cafeteria uh -huh. and then the kid goes to punch him and then all of a sudden he realizes he's got super speed and strength and he just beats the shit <laughs> out of the fucking bully guy and then all of a sudden guess who starts looking at him differently that that whatever that, that next, girl's name yeah, is mary joe or whatever her name yeah is. i forget <laughs> mary kate olsen or whatever her name is <laughs> BJ. What was her name again? The girl who Peter Parker's in love with? I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Mary, Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Yeah. All of a sudden, Mary Jane's like, whoa. You know why? Because he's a fucking caveman. He's beating the shit out of a guy. So I should, here's how I should have played high school. Guitar, karate, right? Uh-huh. And then... I made a big mistake with my hair. I grew my hair down to my waist and I pulled yeah. it in a, in a uh, ponytail and parted my hair down the middle because I had that curly, kinky hair. Instead of embracing right. my curls, I should have had a big, like, curly fro. I would have been cuter. You know, I would have mm -hmm. been cuter. Like, if I had, like, a nice, if I embraced my curls, maybe girls would have, like, dug that. I'm thinking. And, and always well, one yeah, shave. you definitely needed a stylist. Yeah, <laughs> you needed somebody to say, "We're going to get you a haircut that works." Instead, instead, I had yeah, exactly. I wouldn't listen to anybody. Instead, my piano teacher killed himself, so I never learned music. I went to one karate lesson and got embarrassed because my feet were dirty, and uh, the the instructor made fun of my toenails that they were weapons, <laughs> <laughs> and my parents laughed at me, and. Uh, and I had that ugly hairdo. I should have had that nice, cool look. You know, I think if I could go back in time, I could, I could play it a lot. You could I did everything wrong. Up. 
Yeah. And, I can't and point, have a different life. Yeah. I can't point to one thing I did that was right <laughs> in order to, to realize my pursuit of getting women. But then what would you have done? You would have never become creative. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I would have been getting laid on a semi-regular oh, basis. Right. <laughs> I just learned good. I should have like had a guitar with a bunch of guitar pedals. Chicks Look at what that. Eddie Vedder got out of that unrequited love. Yeah, he well. got this incredible song. Can't believe he won't even talk about that song. Here, here. The song Black is another personal one to Eddie. In fact, the lyrics are so personal that he never talked about the meaning behind them, except vaguely saying it's about unrequited love. And, uh, yeah. And of course, Jeremy. You know that one, of course. You know the dog. Eddie says, um, it, no kid ever, like, came in and shot up his school, but, uh, he said there was some kid uh, when he was in high school who, uh, brought a gun to school and shot up a fish tank. Wow. And, uh, that, yeah, that, that's what he based the whole song on. This, this fucking kid. Um. Anyway, Eddie's the best. Great singer, great songwriter. Big growl in his voice. He puts all he puts all his effort into his song. He, you know, ah, I do that. My whole voice is shot for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, you can't even talk. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Eddie uh, is such a good singer. He even nailed his Haftorah portion. He put that growl into it. Anyway, just to wind this up, uh, here's Eddie talking about uh, the Seattle scene and how cool it was. And it kind of reminds me of Laurel Canyon when all those yeah, artists used to live in California. Yeah, and everybody went from house to house and hung out and crossed Everybody and hung out, exchanged ideas, gave yeah. away stuff. You know, Go they were to, all in it together. Go over to Linda Ronstadt's house and all that shit. I still think back and, and have always been grateful that there was, like, a real scene. I mean, it was like a real, there was music everywhere. And people were cool. hanging out like every night. And after the show at the Crocodile, when three or four bands would play and Girl Sweet. Trouble and the Melvins and da da da, and then there'd be like an after party in someone's basement and this cool the house, you know, in Seattle oh, that was so kind of ramshackle. Fun. And then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> I mean, not for us. would be playing no. bass, and <laughs> we would have been you know, home I'd in bed. be playing drums, <laughs> you know, and we're playing Beatles songs, and this guy, you know, Fastbacks, Kurt Block playing. It was really one of those times, you know. I was thinking that that California. There've been a couple, a couple movies lately, documentaries about. Oh, let me think. Oh, I can't uh, even think about it. The Birds, and it, and it hasn't been that Laurel Canyon, well, but. Laurel yeah. Canyon, that's that it. That was it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it was crazy. It, it had to be magical. me of that a little bit. Mm. Anyway, so when when uh, Lars was on for Metallica and he was talking about how those three albums came out all at the same time, it got me thinking. So that's why I'm... It was a pretty amazing time. And it was good for us, too, because we were working at a radio station that was kind of burning out. And then all of a sudden, the music got revitalized. It was a great gift to people in yeah, radio. Yeah, it helped the whole station. Yeah, and then it spawned all these great tunes. All 
these great men. soundtrack of k-rock yeah thanks to those three bands uh we got some pretty damn good music out of it and it looked like music was it was like a, revi- a resurgence yeah. you know like uh, music was re-energized so i salute ye music. yeah thank you for that comment lars because i salute ye pearl jam nirvana and soundgarden rest in peace chris cornell kurt cobain and uh and eddie's still with us eddie's with us He's not. He's not going anywhere. He he says he's staying around. Good. We like. I that. think he says that. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't want to brag, but uh, I've become somewhat close to Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. Since that interview, we've spoken a few times, and we show each other our art. We're both very, very involved in painting. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm an artist in many fields now. You're a renaissance man. I'm, I'm sort of a renaissance man. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't want to realize that. And uh, we're thinking about getting together and playing pickleball. So Really? Nice. Well, I hope you don't yeah. hurt yourself. <laughs> I hope we don't hit each other in the lip. <laughs> Gary fell down playing pickleball. <laughs> Fucking pickleball. That's what I mean with this guy. Pickleball. It's <clears throat> getting me upset. Last year he didn't even have knees, and now he's playing. <laughs> he's playing pickleball. <laughs> now his shoulders hurt. Next, uh, what? Wait, he, he had his knees replaced. What are they going to do? Replace his shoulders? <laughs> They're going to replace everything on Gary. Yeah, both. I'm bionic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. How many years Gary been with me, Robin? <clears throat> oh my uh, God, it's right? like thirty-five or something. No, thirty-seven. 37 wow. years I've been with Gary. I just, my only complaint about Gary, and I love him, but he should be too busy to learn how to play pickleball. That's all. <laughs> no time for new sports. Or you put know. together a puzzle. That was the best. Oh, puzzles were worse <laughs> than pickleball. At least pickleball, he's moving around. When he was doing his new hobby, puzzles and photography, uh, which lasted a week. I got an idea, both. I'm going to get one of those old cameras and take sepia pictures. Okay. <laughs> Living life, my friend. I'm living life. You're out of control. Anyway, um, yeah. So those are. I wanted to just mention those three bands. I hope you enjoyed that. You didn't. Oh, I want to thank Trojan. Thank you. I want to. I want to. Should I thank Trojan at this point in the show? Yeah. Why not? 
Why not? I'm a big Trojan. Perfect I love- time to thank Trojan. Uh, I'm probably the most perfect guy to represent Trojan <laughs> because uh, not only am I gross. <laughs> oh, stop it. But I've been called a scumbag many times in my life. <laughs> many rubbers have been called scumbags uh, by me and my little friends. Going with this. <laughs> no, I should actually be a spokesman for Trojan because I'm a I'm an advocate. I love you're a wearing Trojan a condom. Man. I prefer now. You're going to think I'm doing a bit because it's commercial, but I prefer wearing a condom than going in bareback. And people are like, "What?" But. I find them very useful, for, especially the lubrication, because I've had a hard time in my life getting a woman lubricated. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, a lot of times... Even I, like that, Howard? You can't do that? Well, a lot of times when I'm a, a, about to uh, have my sex, I'll take, like, the head of my penis and start trying to put it in, and I see the woman's a little dry. You know, maybe yeah. it's my appearance that, you know, and my oh. giant belly flapping into the in the breeze, <laughs> or my cellulite on my ass, but it tends to turn them off. So... They tend to be a little bit dry when I first mount them, and it can be painful to my penis. But when I'm wearing my Trojan, especially lubed, um, the, the lubrication I can get right in. Even and the she can feel pleasure, and you can feel yeah. pleasure. Yeah, that's the thing. Yes. Uh, if I was to, if I was in a, uh, their PR firm, dare I say, uh, Trojan slogan would be, "They'll get your woman wet when you can't." <laughs> <sighs> Because I've, 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 like, if I was with you, Robin, and you'd probably be pretty dry. Um, if I had my rubber on, I could work my way in pretty magically. Yeah, I'll get in. It. One way I'll get in there. One way or another. Is it growing? Yeah. Plus, it's uh, moist. I've always appreciated the extra girth that rubber puts on me. It's a, well, they're you know, so nice thin, in though. They're not really. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised. How I'll many take are you I putting on? <laughs> Three to four. They get a nice, thick... God, you, your penis feels like a, a cucumber. <laughs> so I'm a big Trojan man. I'm, I'm very serious. It, it's, it's, it, thank God for Trojan, and thank you, Trojan. Trojan condoms. I always like to uh, give them a plug. And uh, I remember several times in my life when I first started getting laid, I'd leave my Trojan wrappers out. Yeah. Show my friends that I've gotten laid. Oh, yeah. oh you oh, opened oh, one I'm, and you oh, how embarrassing. oil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, how embarrassing. I, I meant to throw my Trojan uh, wrapper out. I didn't want you guys to see that. I didn't that. want you to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm trying to keep my relationship on a down low. Yeah. It's a it's a fun way to take it. Take your Trojan wrappers, guys, and it's a fun way to brag you're getting laid without... <laughs> Decorate your room with them. <laughs> at one point, I had them hang on my wall for every time I got laid, but it was a little depressing one. It was at three for two years. It wasn't, it It got me sad. Yeah, you thought the floodgates had opened and, and yeah. then they dried up. Yeah. Well, that kind of did happen. I got laid like like one or two times and then like for a couple of years, I had a dry spell. So, <laughs> so I had to take my Trojan wrappers down. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big advocate for rubbers and wear them, man. They're safe. Get your girl lubed. It's nice. Yeah, JJ, what's up in Florida? Love Florida. Howard, how are you? Hey now. Hey Love now, Florida. Fred, you hey can't now, go there. 
Hey now. I love hey Florida. Now. I'm sorry, Robin. I do. You know. It's I love Florida COVID. too. It's pretty hot. I have a home there. Hey Howard. I'm a resident. Howard, question for you. Do you think yes. we're ever gonna get to a point in American music where we'll have moments like you talked about with, with STP, with uh, Pearl Jam? I my my kids right now, I listen to them. It's all these one-off TikTok stars. They got one song that comes out, you never hear from them again. Do you think we're ever going to have that moment? I don't know. You know, you don't want to be an old fart and say, oh, music's never going to be as good again. But, like, there was, like, for me, 60s, 70s was just, like, a renaissance because all this shit was being invented. Rock and roll was being really, I mean, it was mind-blowing what was going on. And then... There was kind of a lull in the 80s, a couple of good stuff, things going on. You know, like uh, Bon Jovi was happening, Springsteen was happening, yeah. Ozzy was doing interesting things in the 80s. There, were, you know, there was music going on, but it just wasn't like... And then the 90s, it was explosive. Explosive. It was real talent, right? I mean, these guys yeah. had actual musical talent. And I just I worry that we're not promoting actual talent anymore. Some well, of the more young than guys just talent. They had a cauldron to work in, you know, like they were all in that Seattle area inspiring the, each other. Some of the young guys who work on the show have told me that I'm being a douche because they claim there is a lot of good new music out there. It's just that you got to go find it because it's, you know, there's no more like radio. It's everything's on, you know, on these streaming services and it's hard to create a hit song. I don't know. But where's but the scene? The where's album. the scene? The last no album scene, I wanted man. to listen to the entirety of was Pearl Jam 10. That album was every song. Mm -hmm. You wanted yep. to listen to that album consistently. I, it hasn't been one in a long time like that. Yeah, there was something. You know what? Billy Corgan's last solo album was fucking crazy good. I listened good. to that whole what thing many times. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. He's really good. All right, dude. You're right. Okay, JJ. Well, there will come another time. There will be. That's right, right. In fact, it might be being brewed right now during COVID. You never know. Yeah. Remember this from our show? See if you remember this. Oh. This was... This was... Uh, Pearl Jam's Oceans, live acoustic, unplugged. So good. I listen to this a lot. Trojan on right now. Let's go. You know you're you're intrigued. Let's play some pickleball. Hey, what ball. you got in your pants? That's right, Robin. Now you're playing. Fuck me. Easy. We're Big on the air. dick energy. We're on the air. I said. I love dick. <laughs> yeah, I but but control yourself. I'll take the dildo. All right, we'll we'll talk about this later. Shelve it for now, and then you'll get I some big dick facial. energy. Yeah, I know you do. You're going to get it. I right, love facial. It. <laughs> it's I know moist. you do. Right. It's good for your skin. Pussy, I get pussy, it. pussy. Right. Stop it. You're turning me on. A pussy bone? Stop. Stop that.
Pussy wedgies. <laughs> Pussy wedgies. When did you say that? I think that that was another Cardi B term. We were oh. listening to her, and I'd never heard pussy wedgies before. Pussy wedgies. Lest anyone think Robin has a one-track mind, that that, that is a aggregation of many moments. <laughs> the <poop laughs> Over years and years. But you know what this is a good song that came out though. I'm I'm really digging that uh, Tom Morello, Eddie Vedder, and Bruce Springsteen covered. They covered "Highway to Hell," and the first time I heard it, I was like, eh, they, eh, "I don't know." And they, but now I'm listening to it a lot. They're playing it on Sirius a lot. On yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, don't even like like just get let it like get into it. It's weird. go to erica from michigan hey erica hi all right i have a 12 year old son who is um into porn porn hub i find it open on his cell phone i've had discussions with him but as a woman as a single mother <laughs> i don't know what to tell him other than this is not real life this is fake um, yeah, well, and I got to tell you, I only, is it Pornhub or Pornhub Jr. for young people? <laughs> no, he, he's doing the straight Pornhub. And yeah. I found it initially when he was in fourth grade on his computer. Whoa. And I asked him about it. He had Googled it. I was looking at his search, his history, and he had Googled it. I said, what do you know about Pornhub? He said, someone told me about it in school. I said, well, this isn't for children. And I explained to him that, you know, um, mm. that I, I, it's, the human body is beautiful. Um, I encourage him to explore his body in the privacy of his own room with his door cool. closed. And that was You're a cool it. mom. And, uh, well, I mean, I, I don't want him, I didn't want him to be ashamed of it. I yeah, my mom made me ashamed. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to go that route. You know, by the way, my mom, I'm going to tell you something. Let me, let me, let me, let me give you some, I guess, advice, if you want to call it that. But 
My mom did the same thing. My mom got me a subscription to Playboy when I was 13. I begged her for it. And she said, you know what? I'm not uptight. My mom kind of like had the right idea. But then she gave me the whole lecture about how the human body is beautiful. And I went, you know, mom, no offense, but sometimes the human body isn't so beautiful. Have you seen me naked? <laughs> like, and not everybody has such a beautiful body. And then, uh, but she gave me that same rap, like women are beautiful. And then she start, then she got angry. And then she'd be like, these women in that magazine are freaks. <laughs> she went the whole spectrum. She loved yeah, she, it, and then she hated it. Then she, yeah, and then she goes, your sister and I are regular women. That's what real women look like. These women in these magazines aren't, that's not what real women look like. I'm like, well, I'm going to try and I wait for like a, They're real. Yeah. Is somebody, somewhere they, they're real. I mean, yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, they got pictures from somewhere. Yeah. What kind of porn is your 12-year-old watching? Is he watching that where the moms and the stepmoms have sex with the, their mom? You, oh, you might be in for I a world not. of... Oh, <laughs> Howard. Howard. Like, hey, mom, uh, hey, I see a lot of people banging their moms on here. What's going on? This but particular you... time, I, I borrowed his phone to use it for something, and when I went to his to his Internet and I saw all these open pages of Pornhub, I tried to watch one. And I couldn't. I was like, oh, my God, my son's what? And it was stepbrother, and I couldn't even <laughs> read the full the full title. I was just like, oh, Lord. Yeah, well, you I, know. I, I don't. Here's the thing. I think it would have been really bad for me. I, I can't decide if it would have been good or bad for me to to grow up in these times. When I when I grew up, I tell you, I was jerking off to uh, girdle ads in the New York Times. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Find things to to yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I, I was di I was di di jerking off to like ridiculous things like Gilligan's Island. You know, it was, and I remember when I first got with women, I really didn't know what I was doing. Like if I had had porn, I would have like you know I would have been like okay, flip over, let's try this. You know, right. I would have known, I would have, it would have been like the you best been thing. You scary is what you would have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would have been like, uh, I got laid at 16. I would have been like, all right, exactly. bend over on all fours and lift your leg to the left by a 90 degree angle. I'm going in for a, I'm going to go do a double that's, slammer on you. And, um, exactly and I'm going to come on your I face. Want him to think, I don't want him to think that this is real. Like these aren't, these aren't real things that you do to real women. And, and with him being so young, he might have that. <laughs> I'm with you. I share your concern. I think kids today are watching porn, and yeah, they know what they're doing, but it's too fucking wild. Like, yes. I've had some conversations with my daughters about it, and the shit they know, and what these kids, you know, these kids, right. they know everything now, because they're all watching porn. It's like a... So accessible, yes. And it's, not only is it accessible, it's like and, sex education gone berserk. Like, you know, it's like... And they like, don't uh, have sex education anymore in the schools. Like, yeah, I know. Because well, all the hillbillies don't want that, but, uh, you know. They'd rather well, their children learn from porn, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a bad thing for young kids because oh. I know there was a certain innocence that I had. I think if I had had right. porn, and I would have been like. Those first encounters when nobody knew exactly right. what to do. When it was were, innocent. Yeah. Well, you, you talked to. Other, where you could explore feelings as, lo as along well, with. I well, I never did that. Like, but, no, um, nobody was doing that. <laughs> no one did that. I don't care what age you grew we up. We were just but, fumbling uh, around. But, um, well, I but did. like you talked to, you talked, I was 18. 
<laughs> you talk to some of these kids, man, like like a 10-year-old knows what a gaping is. You know, yeah, that's where yeah. you come inside her ass yeah. and then you drink it out of her pussy. And, you know, I'm like, whoa. Wait a dude, minute. Those connections are aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. At his age, you know, my, my father had loads of Playboys. And, like, every child, mm. I looked at his Playboys. And at one time, as we got older, they I went to his Playboy where he hid it. And they all turn to videotapes. <laughs> so I mean, I understand the curiosity, but yeah, I, I used to go. Uh, I used to look so for my dad's porn, and I finally found it. It was like hitting a fucking jackpot. <laughs> he had dirty books, like like reading books, like you read like you dirty read stories. The, the story, huh? Yeah, and which was good because at least I never read anything. I was like an illiterate, <laughs> so I learned how to read real quick. <laughs> but I had to read the, the jerking off, and I'm like reading like a, like a, like Albert Einstein Jr. over there reading and jerking off. How to balance? You ever try to jerk off? Holding a book and you're reading. No. <laughs> and I was so afraid I'd come on my dad's books. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, oh if I shoot God. a load on a page, he's going to fucking kill me. Well, but, what do um, I tell him? I, I don't. I, it's so explicit. And yeah, where's your advice? 10 now? pages open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's looking for advice. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah, you punished that boy. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I don't Maybe I should that. talk to him. See, oh, no, you know, no. I just dropped him off at school. I wish you could have. He would have been. He's he's actually really shy. So he, yeah. whenever I bring it up, he doesn't want to talk about it. And he told me, "I don't want to talk about it. It's not. It's not good." He feels ashamed of it, even without yeah. me giving him shame. And no, he um, just is embarrassed in front of his mom that knowing yeah. that he has these feelings. I know. Yeah. Oh God, if my mother talked to me about my masturbation, I would have fucking hung myself. Are you kidding? You better be careful with all that shit, Erica, because Well, I have I'm a friend you. who told her sons that masturbation was good because she thought of it as a muscle and the more you masturbate, the bigger it would get. No Oh my god. I don't know if that's true, but that's what she told her children howard i have to discuss something with you right now what is it mom i want to talk about your masturbation <laughs> i don't masturbate what is that i don't even know what that means i found your cum tissues and i hear what you're doing and let me tell you this you have nothing to be ashamed of <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 You'd never get over it. Uh. Ah, <laughs> oh, 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 so, then, so then I shouldn't show him how to put a condom on? I thought this no. was the Your father's going to come in the room now, and uh, he's going to help you with your penis. <laughs> Teach you how to put a condom on. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I looked in your tissue, and your load looked very thin. And I'm thinking you need to eat more vegetables. All right, Mom. No, I'll tell you what. I don't, you know, I don't know what you do. I think you just got to kind of throw your hands up in the air. I kind of like your attitude. Like you're you're bringing it up, and you're talking to them, and you're, I like what you're doing, honestly. I think you're pretty cool, Erica. Well, the one thing I would say is is not to put too much attention on it. You right. know, like yeah. you, well, you see this stuff I and whatever. 
but yeah, like bring don't it, I, make it a big deal. My advice right. is to make it a big deal. Do it like 20 times a day. Every time you see him, just go, are you jerking off again? Let me <laughs> let me talk to you about it. Well, actually, I did that the other night. He came. I was laying on my bed, and he um, was in the tub, and he was in there forever. And he came in, and he said, okay, I'm going to bed. I said, what was taking you so long? What were you doing, watching Pornhub? And he said, no. You're making it into a joke, the... but I, I don't even I know that that's a bad most thing. Most of it alone, yeah, I would just say, you know, you know, I I noticed that whatever, you know, I used your phone and I saw, uh, and anytime you want to talk about something, you can certainly come to me. Hmm, there's good advice. I, I knew that. you'd know. I, I knew Robin would that. know. Yeah, because he I might be going through that, a period Robin. of time where he's getting unrequited love. <laughs> and uh <laughs> well i yeah. you know what even as by the way toddler, that's pretty much the set, that you know you know erica that's pretty much the setup to every stepmom movie the son is in the tub and she yeah. got you know he comes okay. in in his towel and next thing you know she's like were that's you watching right. porn hub and like uh yeah and what's that in your what's in your towel there what's going on here let me examine you and i'm telling you that's how it all starts so be careful. But it's just a normal part of life, and he shouldn't, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what's a good way child, to... He masturbated as a child, and we well, had... Kids do that, yeah. very young. Not right. me. And so, but I had to tell... He did it while he was in bed with me. He was like four. And oh. I said, honey, <laughs> I said that, that's your body, and it's a, you can explore it. I said, but you do that in your own bed, okay? Do you ever, do you ever find okay. dead animals in the backyard? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Son, I notice lately we're going through about 30 boxes of tissues a week. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Bo- I can't keep tissues in supply. I'm a single mom. We have and, uh, missing rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> we have been going through them like, like super quick, and it's just he and I. And rolls of toilet paper are just coming up missing. I'm like, where are all these toilet paper rolls going? You know where. Okay. He's probably, probably uh, yeah. when you're young, your load is very, very strong. It probably he probably has to, like, what do you call, fold them over a couple of times. Yeah, he can't okay, use so just one sheet. I'm going to take from this that I'm doing the right thing and not to get overly concerned that he's just a grown yeah. boy, right? Well, you know, well, you know what the problem is? That. I remember with jerking off, like, I got into it in my teens. I remember, like, at 12, you're still sort of innocent, but these kids now are not right. innocent anymore. No. Yeah. Well, he sees it on the Pornhub, so I mean, I, I know. don't know what it he's sucks. doing. I'm glad I had okay. daughters. That's all I can say. <laughs> I don't want to talk about my jerking. I, uh, son, let's talk about jerking off. Oh, that would have gone well. Uh, let's. Well, look. I knew things were going in the wrong direction when I was at the playground with one of your daughters, and we were playing in a sandbox with this boy, and he mm. started, he was like, five years old and he was Hmm. telling me how he used to watch hbo at night when his parents weren't around and then they had the sophomore (laughs) porn i was like oh my god this is a five-year-old yeah hey uh i'm taking seven hour showers you think that's weird (laughs) (laughs) well here's where i'm at with this i think it's bad that kids are getting exposed to hardcore porn so young, their innocence is like, now like when they're nine, they know everything. I'm pretty sure it's bad, but I don't know what you do about it. And I think the way Erica's talking to her kid, I don't think you should make it a joke like, hey, were you in the tub watching Pornhub? That's bad. Yeah, you shouldn't be invading his privacy like that. Right. 
I think he should say, you know, son, I know, you know, I was on, like what Robin said, I was on your phone, and, you know, if you have any questions, you know, let's talk about it. You know, because you don't want, in the worst way, you don't want your kid ending up to be like Ronnie. You know what I mean? Where <laughs> it's like you're sick. He's sixty. Cunt, he's seventy cunt, years cunt, old, and he's cunt. screaming "cunt" every two minutes. Cunt. <laughs> you know, yeah. cunt. But like a lot of these kids, they they're seeing like you know guys pissing on women and right. know, doing all oh, kinds of weird things. Oh, 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 all kinds of humiliation. And it's not good. Choking women with their penises. It's crazy. And yeah, I, 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 I was against him having a cell phone, but his his father's mother bought it for him. Mm. So I can't even. Well, let her with, deal with know, the pornography. Then. <laughs> oh my goodness! If he told, if I told her about that, oh. But I can't well, put parental parental controls on it because I don't own the phone and I don't have the account. So. That's crazy. First okay. of all, I'd say to your husband, are you still married or are you divorced? No, I'm single. I'm a single mother. That's why it's just so difficult to know. I, you know, anything you do will inevitably be the wrong thing when they get 30 years old. You know, yeah. when you told where's me the dad? to touch my body. Where's dad? Where is the dad? Where is he? Mm, exactly. exactly. So, so, you know, this mom, uh, the, the, you know, your husband's or whatever, this dude's mom, giving him a phone. You should have, you should have stopped that shit right there and say, listen. If he gets a phone, that's coming from me. You don't decide he gets a phone. That's too big a deal. That's true, but you know what? I, 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 you fight the the battles that you can, and you let go of the rest. So I didn't want to go into that battle with her. Um, I didn't agree with it, but it was a way that she felt that he could keep in contact with her. Okay. Well, she could have, she could have uh, put the parental locks on that thing. You should have insisted. She could have discussed it with you and, and did develop some parameters, but obviously that didn't Thank happen. Thank you, Robin. Yeah. Absolutely. Too bad Robin love isn't it. your baby daddy's mom because she was. <laughs> oh right my goodness, time. I would love it if he was. I yeah. love you, Robin. Thank you. All right, Erica. Good luck with that. I know. I, I get. You. I feel your pain. I, I. I don't know, man. It's. It's. A, everyone's growing up a little too fast. I'm with you on that. Well, maybe right. next time I'll have him call you and get direct advice from you. Yeah, I think a young maybe man needs a good talk from me. Of, he'll talk to you and not me, so maybe that is Yeah, I'll tell him, um, look, man, uh, and I'll go, look, man, uh, um, look. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opening statement. Oh, my goodness. He's you a good I'm, boy, so if this is the only thing that I have to worry about, I, I'll take it, but, you know. Yeah. Cool. He's All a, right, Eric. He's a really good Later. kid. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. I didn't want to burst her bubble. That's, that kid's going to grow up major pervy. I mean. Oh, stop. Uh, the, all these boys are. Forget it. That, that's the generation. You know, they're all experiencing these oh. things at the same time. You know, it's. The same as with us. We learned about sex the way we did, and all of us managed to handle it for the most part. And I'm hey, you sure know, maybe, they'll do the same. Yeah, actually, maybe, you know, it's not such a big deal because I see these guys that, you know, are with my daughters. They're way more, They, I don't know, they seem to be way more respectful to women than uh, oh, my generation was. Yeah, they're all like, you know, very in tune, very woke. They're like, they, they put them on a pedestal and... So maybe it's, you know, maybe it's not as big a deal, but I don't know. It seems really dark.
I know because you know? everybody's so afraid of sex and sexuality, and they're ch- and they don't know how to introduce their children to it because nobody ever uh, handled it well in any generation, and so it's just getting 69! more and more out there that you know men and women have sex and all of that stuff, and it's a yeah. prime motivator for a lot of things. And, I didn't know you know, I think the earlier it's introduced and you realize that's something you're going to have to learn to handle appropriately. Yeah, I really needed explicit. Yeah. I needed explicit porn really bad. No one explained shit to me. Well, who didn't? Uh, I mean, half the time guys didn't even know where they were going. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know how to put it in. Like, I was like, where is it exactly? That's like, right. I, you need a roadmap. Some of that porn would really school me. I would be like, first I'm going to go down on you, and then I'm going to rub your clit, and I've seen it all. I know exactly what to do. I've had a, been watching it for like mm, 10 years now. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to, to put it to practice, what I've learned. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I've had enough training films. <laughs> I think ready Fuck. to fly. <laughs> Shit, back in my day, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I lost my virginity to a belly button. I'm not even sure I... <laughs> I said, well, there, that looks like something I could put my penis in. And uh, it came pretty fast. It's pretty good. You know? I didn't know. I didn't even know a clitoris was a real thing until I was about 51 years old. So. <laughs> I told you something not too long. Oh, it was the name of the outside part, the vulva, yeah. as opposed to the vagina. You didn't know it wasn't all one thing. Shh. Stop it. <laughs> Embarrassing me. I thought that was a car. I go, that's a car. <laughs> no, that's Volvo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. You, you know, stop telling everyone how much you had to teach me about sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of it. Had it with you. <laughs> Embarrassing me. Anyway, um, I tell you what, it's almost like nine o'clock. I got to, you know what? I'm going to do a little break and then I, shit, I promised I'd get to a bunch of things. I really want to play this game with you. Let me tease this. Yeah, you've talked about it a, a lot. Um, back to school staff stories. There's okay. a guy on our staff. I was shocked by this. One of the guys we work with every day masturbated in his Spanish class. Uh, he was never caught, and he and he would complete in his pants. He'd come in his pants during Spanish In class. the classroom. Yeah. Who is it? You know all the guys who work here. Gary, Jason. Richard, Mike Perlman, Steve Nowicki, Sal, Chris Wilding, and, you know, the, all the guys we have on the air from time to time. Is John Heinen? <laughs> John Heinen's done nothing. <laughs> but he had 200,000 blowjobs. No, that's all bullshit. <laughs> Nobody was blowing John Hine. Trust me. Except his wife. Yeah, I know. John Hine has this story that he had like 80 blowjobs. <laughs> like, like in a short span of time and i'm like come on john right stop yeah. it mr blowjob how'd you put that together give me the primer on that <laughs> no unrequited love for him no unrequited everybody love, just dropped to their knees <laughs> robin it's unrequited you're saying it oh i'm sorry have yeah. i been saying that wrong hmm. yeah, john hind claims in college there was, was a line out the, there was a line out the door his dorm room <laughs> <laughs> Ain't getting blowjobs. No, John's not included in this. All right. No, no. 
You want me to answer the question now? I don't know. Should we wait till after the commercial? After the commercial. Mm. Oh, because teasing. first of all, you know, because I got to think a lot. It was Spanish class that eliminates a few people, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't put any logic into it. You'll, you're wasting your time. Uh, yeah. So it's here. I'll give you the choice before. The, so everyone can think about it. It's either Gary, Jason, Richard, Christie, Mike Perlman, Steve Nowicki, Sal Governale, Chris Wilding, and not John Stamos Hine. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. We'll be back with the answer to that and much more. But hey, so a minute's away from re- you know playing the game with Robin, and we'll find out who jerked off in there on a regular basis in his Spanish class and, and, and never finished. Yeah, completely and finished. That's fucking crazy. Like, I would never. When you got ever... a boner in class, did you touch it? No. If anything, I just prayed for it to go down before the yeah. bell rang. And. uh yeah, no, no, there was nothing. I had no sexual feelings when I was in school. I just was like miserable. I, I just can't imagine being that loose that you could be in Spanish class and yo soy disgusting. Uh, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine. I had a pretty nice looking Spanish teacher too, Mrs. Ginsburg. And uh, I liked her. I liked her. I mean, I was sexually attracted to her, but. She, I don't but think she liked me. Go all the way with yourself while in no. class with her. Me, as and no, me. he's claiming that nobody noticed this. You is muy bonita. <laughs> what did you say, Mister Stern? You es muy es muy bonita, bonita. <laughs> First of all, you're making no sense. <laughs> right. Second of say, all, I don't know if you're saying anything, honey. I'm saying you're hot. Get over <laughs> here, because we had the language lab. I, I can't even believe my high school had this uh, thing where it was a setup where you wore headphones and you listened to oh. a tape of people speaking Spanish, and then your teacher would break in and say, uh, "Howard, repita," and I couldn't even repita. I like the, you know, the someone would go, you know, like, and then she go, "Howard, repita." You know, I, don't, I, go, I remember language lab, but I don't remember the teacher butting in. Yeah, she had a mic and headset, and she could um, break in on you privately and tell you to repeat that. I guess, you know, maybe they never interrupted me or something. I don't know. I just didn't take to that Spanish. I hated it. I mean, I wish I could have paid attention. I told you, one of my daughters is fluent. She uh, yeah. speaks Spanish, like, beautifully. Like, uh, I've even, so asked, you have the aptitude, see, that's there. Probably. No, my kid has it. <laughs> well, she got <laughs> I know. half her genes from you. <laughs> yeah. And no, I don't think she got that gene from me. <laughs> I just couldn't figure out the language. I was like, I got enough trouble with the one I was born with. I'd be like me, los ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> Senorita Ginsburg. She'd always come back at the beginning of the year and say how she went to Machu Picchu and spoke Castilian. And she was all excited about it. And she'd show us um, slides of her trip. Mrs. Ginsburg Machu would show us. They, they spoke Castilian yeah, in Machu Picchu? She went, uh, today I'll tell you in Spanish, um, you know, about my vacation in Machu Picchu. And, you know. <laughs> And then she'd be like, yang, 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 yang. you know, and I, and you I didn't like, know what fake. Yeah, you I didn't mean, know I, what she did. I'm like, I don't know what she did, but she's pretty hot. <laughs> she's got a cute little pixie haircut. And I liked her. 
but uh, I think I was a big disappointment to her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just did. I never studied. I don't remember opening a book. I don't know how I got through it. Maybe I was actually good at it because I never studied it, and I somehow fumbled my you way. You did into pass, a, yeah. I passed barely, but I, you know, I did. Uh, did manage to get out of high school somehow. But she, uh, yeah, she'd break in, saying, "You're stern. Repeat that." I go, nah, 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 nah. and she goes, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> I was just a fucking douche. I don't remember being good at any of that stuff. But, uh, you know. Hey, Apples, what's on your mind? Hey, now. Uh, happy, glad to be back. R.I.P. Norm. Um, I was watching my boy Ronnie's hey Instagram the other day. Hey, now. Hey and, now. Howard, hey now. I love your Instagram. I wish you would make one just for painting only. I have that, um, but only, anyway. I only allowed 27 people into it. I only have 27 followers because I don't want, like, regular fans coming on because I don't want them goofing on my paintings and shit. I would, I would open right. it to the yeah, public, but I don't be, need it. That would be a nightmare. Could you, so I've got, could like, an exclusive group. Of, everyone on there is uh, artists, you know, or, or people I know personally. Like, my kids are on it. Um, Jimmy's on it because Jimmy likes my paintings. Uh, and then there's a couple of guys who are really, who are really good painters who, you know, uh, whose opinion I'm actually desirous of. Uh-huh. And then, and then I have like 10 billion requests from fans to come on because they see I'm on there. Right. And, uh, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not being a dick. I just, I just don't want the aggravation. It's just about the painting. So. Do you remember the time that we started to oh, we we started our own thing, like a place where people could come and come, you know, talk about yeah. the show and ask us questions and all that stuff. And it, what it, what did it last? A week? Yeah, I hated it before you took it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a bulletin board. Yeah. I just said, get rid yeah. of this fucking. People are assholes. They're saying all kinds of weird shit about us, and I'm like, I'm not fucking putting up with that. Oh, fuck yourself. Yeah, who needs to hear that? And then they would also say horribly slanderous things, and I go, I don't want to be responsible for that. Get, the, get these fuckers off of here. So I'm just happier uh, ignoring everyone and just doing the painting. And so I've got like, it's, sometimes it's depressing because I'm like, wow, it'd be really nice to show everybody this painting. But, uh, but not on a social media site. Yeah. Some guy wanted me to do it. Maybe an art you show. have a display site with no comments or anything like that. Nobody needs but to you hear have that. Assholes. I just want to see your art, man. Yeah, you can turn off commenting. Oh, where you just well, put your I'll... shit out and no one sees it. Yeah, but here's the problem. I yeah, want I comments see. from these artist dudes. Like, there's a couple of guys who follow me who are really well respected artists, and it's like, uh, then, then if they say to me, "Hey, you seem to be on track here," or "Hey, well, I wouldn't touch this," and you know, I get I get advice from them, and it's kind of cool. So I don't want to yeah, turn off their Yeah, but at least then you, have, you could have a separate a display separate site. Uh, you know what? That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Which I don't have time for. Hey, maybe maybe you make it like a two, $2 a month uh, membership, and people nah. pay, and that goes to People like pay enough for their subscription here. I'm not charging people to see my art. That's That's lame. 
Your art is yeah. awesome, and people Thanks. would pay to see it. I would, for one. I love it. I, wow. I love the. You had one one day where you were just painting, and like Beth was behind you. You were listening to your music, and like yeah, that's awesome. I was on my wife's account. Process. Yeah. Well, that was on my I, wife's. I, account. I watch it sometimes. Sometimes on Beth's account, I do put some paintings up there, but not often. Anyway, I like uh, the, little, uh, the little card game you and Beth play too, where you yeah. answer the question. Yeah, anyway, by the way, um, that Ronnie card Denver. game that we play on uh, Beth's Instagram, that is a black-owned business. Yeah. Just to show you how. What are you doing? Uh, uh, shining your showing... apples, showing what a great person you are? Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm trying to show people <laughs> just how supportive I am of, 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 of black businesses. You know, it's funny. So we're playing this card game, and some, someone asked, um, "Where? what is this card game? So... We didn't know. Someone gave it to me. So I list, I looked it up and I, I said, here's the name of the card because people wanted to buy these cards. That right. Beth and I, it's the, it's this game where it's not even a game. It's just the, they ask you questions. And so Beth and I sometimes answer a question on our Instagram and it's uh, just, you know, it's fun. So someone wrote us and said, by the way, I just bought those cards and it's a black owned business. I was like, yeah, right. I knew that. Um, I'm very much into promoting it. I only, by the way, uh, Robin knows this about me. That's why she works with me. I only play black card games. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. I I play blackjack and this other card game. That's (laughs) dominoes. (laughs) Yes. Dominoes. The name of the card game is actually called, it's called actually curious. I bought. Yeah a set, their culture set, just to, uh, I wish we could ask Ronnie some of those questions. Well, okay, Apples, I got to go, man. I got to go play this game with Rob. Hey, real quick, real quick, Ronnie's Instagram. He posted again. You know I love Ronnie. But it looked like he was worried about Stephanie smoking weed when he's out of the house. Is there anything to that? I don't know what you're talking about. What would you see? Uh... It's it's uh it's on Ronnie's Instagram and uh there's a video she said what it's like living with Mr. Munn. and I, I you know they're great videos but he he's sitting there he goes oh you're drinking vodka maybe you're smoking weed when I'm out Is he okay? It looked like he was happy. I could see but- Ronnie uh being super controlling in that relationship. I could I could see that. Really? See, yeah, I could see Ronnie like getting jealous of her smoking weed while he's away. You know, Where's he going? <laughs> I don't know. Where'd you go that you think she's? What's uh, Apple's talking about, Ron? Were you, uh, is Stephanie smoking weed uh, when you're away? No, we were doing it together. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? He's the biggest creep, dude. Just, just hang up on him. Not. He's just, he's just a what fucking. What type of creep. weed do you like, Ronnie? Don't worry about what I like, okay? Ronnie, worry stop. about what you like. You're, so, you're such a fuck. Are you I smoking weed creep, now, dude? Once in a while. Yeah, what are you smoking? Nice. Uh, that peanut butter shit that I had in L.A. when we were on the air that time, when I couldn't oh, yeah. stop laughing for two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it's it's fucking awesome. What's the story on um, weed out in Vegas? Is it legal? Yeah, yeah, there's dispensaries oh. everywhere. Wow. So do you, you go to the dispensary you and get your in, weed? You can walk in. You can walk in any place and just buy it, whatever you want. Did you, you go in? Use. What's that? Did you go in and get weed? Yeah, yeah, a friend of mine runs, he runs a, a dispensary here. Oh. 
So do you get a price break or do you have to pay full? No, we paid full. No. No friends and family? No, no friends. You're not on the friends and family plan? No, no, I'm not on a plan. And you and you get the peanut butter weed? What does that mean, peanut butter weed? It's like peanut butter flavored or something. I don't know. All I know is cool. And it's pre-rolled. It comes like a cigarette. You know, wow. I always dreamed of that. When I used to smoke weed, I was like, one day you're going to be able to buy like packs of weed and it'll be rolled perfectly like a cigarette. It'll be nice. You really thought that. I did. That's what I thought about. Dude, it comes like, you know, when the cigar, like the cigars come in those tubes. Yeah. It comes the same way, except it's smaller than a cigar, but it comes in a little tube. Nice. Stay fresh. Yeah. Nice packaging. Yeah, Yeah. Definitely. And God bless America. Is it an I, indica know, just, or a sativa? It's just like a, it's just like a cigarette, you know. It's really cool. Mm. No filter, though, right? Yeah, it's like a little. You remember, like the little cigars, the Tipperillos? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got it's got the little tip on the end like that. Oh, so nice. You don't you don't get the paper or any of that shit in your mouth or anything. Huh. What about um, what about gummies? You into that at all? Nah, that shit scares me because of the the time i did the rice cake thing and i got all fucked up <laughs> i wish I'm we were there for that i'm scared of the edibles dude yeah <laughs> try How's a the wedding one, ron dude the, could, i don't hear anything i, did, I think there's a bad ron, connection I mean, like the, all try. i hear is static but uh <laughs> the guy's a creep dude all he does is, is worry about everybody Howard. on the show what they do and he follows and watches every move everybody makes and he looks at he watches you and beth he's a creep dude he's a fucking creep i don't know why you talk to yeah. this asshole how's the wedding plans coming no we're not doing that till after we uh get settled they're not the settled house. yet howard oh you're not settled no. i thought you were in they're the- never gonna be settled no we're not in the <laughs> house yet oh you're not oh <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, Did you close we're, on it? Um, Did you close on the house, Ron? Why, why you, dude, I don't but hear that's anything. A, that's a cool Did question. Did you close on the house? Dude, shut up. Don't fucking ask me questions. <laughs> now, I won't answer anything from him now, okay? Just hang up the goddamn phone. <laughs> Howard, will you ask him? Howard, would you ask Did, did you, um, you, when are you closing on the house? Dude, if, hang up on him and I'll talk to you all you want. No, no, no. Come on, man. <laughs> I'll you answer can't, every can't, question you want, man. Just hang up on this asshole. I'm kind of concerned. Like, uh, by the way, I liked your tweet this morning. Good Titty Tuesday. Yeah, that's my... Good Titty Tuesday. And then he goes, to you. T-O-O-O-O-O-O-U. Y-O-O-O-O-O-O-O. That's right. Five, six exclamation points. Wow. Six exclamation points. And the girls put up the pictures. There's a few up there already. So you're still going with Titty Tuesday? Yeah, t- Titty yeah. Tuesday. Um, happy Monday. Right. Uh, titty Tuesday. Right. Happy Hump Day. Thong Thursday. Yeah, he's got a whole thing going on that Twitter. I'm telling you. Oh, there's he's, something for every day? There's yeah. something for everyone. Then there's highlighted yeah. week. I put the hottest chick that's for the week. I put her up at the end of the week. You know what I'm afraid of with Ronnie? And this is for real. I mean, no, no bullshit aside. Uh, all bullshit aside. Um, you know, Ronnie went out to Vegas because you know, he wants to cram in his last couple of years and have fun and stuff. And I want yeah. him to have fun. But I think he's like trying to cram everything in since he got to Vegas. He, 
No, dude. We He's didn't, telling everyone this morning about how out. he was out till 4 a.m. last night. The first like, time. The first time in... in I don't know, in, but I'm just in, worried about you. two fucking like, years you, I've been out. Are you going to pace yourself? Or are you going to go yeah. wild out there? Listen, a friend of mine came in. We hung out. I haven't seen him since I left New York. And he uh, he came in for something. And uh, we hung out mm. for, uh, Saturday night. Where'd you go? Oh, it's Saturday up. night. You go to the strip club? No, we went to uh, we went to this place, uh, this restaurant, and got fucked up pretty good, you know. So that's what I mean. I mean, the guy's you know, he's an older gentleman. Have you found your restaurant yet? You know, like you used to have a sub, a couple of places that you really no, nah, we're, we're working on that. We're working on that. You're working on that. Yeah, but that's not. A, that was the first time I went to the strips with some here. Was Saturday night. <laughs> Must have been a wild time. Four in the morning. It was. I mean, that's a it lot. was. It was a lot of fun. We had a great. Why time. was it so wild? Like, wh- what do you do till four in the morning? Honest to God, I I could just. I, I well, we didn't, we didn't. First of all, we didn't go out until uh, his plane didn't get into like uh, nine thirty. So we didn't go. We didn't go to dinner till almost eleven o'clock. Aren't wow. you? How how late do you sleep when um, you know, like on a regular, like on a Saturday? Do you do you sleep till like noon? No. So like. We went out. We went out Saturday night, and he, the reason he was here, he's buying this exotic car. And um, yeah, but Ron, my question is like, how do you stay awake so many hours? Like, in other words, you nap during the day. Did you take day? a nap? Yeah. I mean, how no, did you? No, actually, we we were at uh, we were at the pool at uh, at one of the hotels all day on Saturday, and then came home, and then uh, I went back out again. Jesus, you got tremendous energy. Yeah, Stephanie, she she passed out, so I went by myself. To me, I'm younger You're than kidding. Ronnie. I'm younger than yes. Ronnie. I can't even get through. Like after the show, I'm so fucked up. I have to go to sleep for an hour, and then I'm in bed by eight o'clock. I'm talking about even when we're off. Yeah, but he says Stephanie couldn't take it. He went no. out by himself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I went back out. She got dressed, and then she couldn't. She said she looked at me, and I looked at her, and you go. I said to her. You don't really want to go, do you? She goes, no. <laughs> are you? Uh, she took her clothes up and laid back down on the couch, and that was it for her. Are you? Are you like yawning through the whole night, or you're just you're just keep going, huh? No, no. Wow. We had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Tremendous, tremendous libido. And then tremendous. I was, I was I was back out again. At, I was all the way out in the middle of nowhere at the desert at the track uh, by two o'clock in the afternoon. I had left. Really. There. And what yeah, do you do no, there? After one, well, my like my friend was here because he's buying this exotic car, so they gave him the uh, test driver on the car at the track. So what let me understand car, something. Ron? None of your business, asshole. <laughs> oh, what kind of car was it? That's a legitimate question. Come on, Lamborghini, Lamborghini. Wow! Ooh, I told you, Ronnie's got a bunch of rich friends. He let you drive it. So, um, anything else you want to ask me, Howard? <laughs> <laughs> Howard, ask him if he let him drive it. Did you drive? Did he let you drive it? No, listen. It was it was the people from Lamborghini, and it, it was only for him because he's buying this particular car, possibly, and uh, that's why Who they're coming out here. And Wait a minute! Did you okay. get to sit in the passenger seat at least? No, 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 no. No, I just oh. went to watch to see the car it's oh wow it's like uh they're only making a few of them it's great being retired huh i mean like you just go out and 
watch the guy drive his Lamborghini and you go out to four in the morning with the car. I'm just saying pace yourself. I'm one, worried about you. One time, dude. It, one right. time since I'm here. I've been busy well, with what the did house you do? and everything. Uh, if that, you didn't go to a strip club, like, did you stay at the restaurant till four in the morning? No, we were at this, the restaurant probably till about after one, I guess. Yeah. And then what? And then we were just hanging out at a bar, just drinking, hanging out. Jesus. Did people come up to you and stuff? Did they, like, hang with you? Well, you know what the great part is? Like, uh... Yeah, tell me the great part. <laughs> yeah, so masks, far I haven't... Wearing masks, yeah? <laughs> yeah. You know, nobody really recognizes you, which is great. And Ronnie, he's got a problem with the paparazzi out there. They uh, roll over him whenever he... <laughs> I yeah. know, they're trying yeah, to they, find him. They, they can't bang find him. They bang yeah. it down my door. Yep. Yeah, he's he's afraid of turning into Lady Diana and maybe being chased <laughs> home by the paparazzi yes, chase me crashing home. his car. <laughs> so you're Jeez. sitting at a bar in a mask, or you don't have to wear the mask in the bar? No, you don't have to wear the mask, mask in the bar. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you, when you do? Walk when, you get... in, when you walk in, you do. When you go to the bathroom, you do. Um, but when you're sitting there drinking, no. Okay. Same thing with the restaurants and everything else. So you sat in a bar till four in the morning, huh? What's the well? No, wow. but it, I left there around three fifteen, three thirty, and by the mm. time I got home, Jesus, what a tremendous energy output you have! I'm fucking impressed. Just don't burn well, out. Well, somebody dude. ought to study. I'm not burning out, Ronnie. And one what is is he's time. not doing that allows I, him to do all these things? I got to. You know what I think it is. I think he doesn't worry about anything because... That's what I'm thinking, yes. Like, I fret over everything with the show, and I'm busy with work, and I fret about this and that. And it's I've a terrible Ronnie, drain on your energy. It takes energy. Yeah. Like, Ronnie doesn't panic. Like, even when a friend goes out to dinner with him, Ronnie, he can sit there, and he doesn't even have to talk. I mean, if you talk to him, he'll talk to him. Not, he'll just sit there. And I've seen him. But I, I, you even know. the idea of going to dinner at 11 o'clock would drive you out of your mind. Yeah, he doesn't. He he doesn't have a whole lot of thoughts that uh, you know that upset him or give him emotion. He just doesn't. Listen, I'm telling you, the guy, hung around. With the guy, he's the like, guy oh yeah, in, tomorrow's Lamborghini Day or Titty Tuesday. Yeah, guy, he's just yeah. thinking about Titty. Dude, with the guy was here for two Wednesday. days. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. The weed, it's got a cigar holder thing. On it. Uh, you know, that's you know, it's got the yeah, little like tip a, on the end, like a cigarillo. <laughs> I, and I admire Ronnie for that. It's like a, he's like a simple. You know, it's like, hmm, weed, good, titty, good, pussy. Yeah. You know, drinking like, good, weed, hanging titty, out at pussy. the pool, good. Yeah. You know? Threesome. Car, fast. <laughs> Car, Lamborghini. Apple, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one stress in his life, Apple. <laughs> no, dude, I've had plenty of stress, believe me. Here's a song, uh, here's a song we wrote. Couple of months. Ronnie, I like this, Apple, you like this. Um, Apples is falling again. Uh, this is a very good song, I think. Ronnie's Mad Apples is calling again. This is Apples. Please don't hang up. You are a fucking asshole. What the fuck is your deal? Ronnie's mad. The commies can fucking be. You moron. That Apples is calling again. He's a weirdo. Ronnie's mad. Why do you even put him on the phone? Fucking hack. Look at Jones. What's him on the defense? What's his real name? The old man is losing his head. You're on 
100% right. I fucking lost it. Ronnie. Shut the fuck up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, they, see, now he's happy because they made a song about him in the yeah, morning. Yeah, uh, He's all Apples. happy. Ronnie, I wish, I wish we Apples. could hash this out and smoke a joint together, pal. Yeah, yeah good luck with that, dude. How's, uh, how's your comedy career going? <laughs> <laughs> it makes you laugh. Pretty good. Yeah, it does. It does make me laugh because he has no comedy career. Great. <laughs> Ron, have you, um, have you fucked in your new house yet? Have you fucked Stephanie in the new house? Like, I know you're not no, in there officially. No, we're not even in, There's nothing in the house yet. So we're, we're waiting on our furniture coming. And uh, as soon as that comes, we're going to start unpacking in the house. And yeah. you can bend the rope. We're taking our time with it because we have this place until the end of October. So we might as well, we can, you know, take our time setting up the house. We don't have to Smart. rush to get into the house, you know. Smart. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Like I, I got a bunch of shit being delivered tomorrow that I got to be there for in the afternoon and, you know, TV. Money's busy. Like that. Yeah. Got buddy, yeah. Got the There's house a lot design. of. You say there's no stress. There's a lot of stress with moving, believe me. I know. Especially moving across hey, country. Hey, Ronnie Puppet. How you doing? Hi. Got a street. You Apple stinks. I don't have no stress. Well, I got I got doors. My window should be. I'm sleeping in the freezer. <laughs> and the sinks are sideways, Apples. You think you got problems? <laughs> apples. Fuck you. My, I think my yeah. favorite Apples uh, like call. I, they got to it in the song. When Apples called Ronnie and asked him about Lucky Charms, that yeah. was my favorite. I think that's what set everything. Like that's what set you off, Ron. You know, when he yeah, you know, he's, he's, such a, he's such a he's such a creep that you would think that Stephanie eats Lucky Charms because Beth eats Lucky Charms. He's I got to admit, I was worried about you, Ronnie. No, I was worried about worry you. About like me. Worry, says, you're, you're worried an old about dude. You're out there worry about out. selling your trailers. You. Worry about your comedy career that you don't have. Just worry yeah. about that stuff. Don't worry about me. I I care, dude. I am a fan. I care about you. I know yeah. you're a good person, even yeah, if you too think much I'm your fan, heel man. or the that's your problem. The anti Ronnie. No, so dude, Ron, you. once you fucking weirdo, Ron, once you get into the house. Yeah. When do you start planning your wedding? Uh, like you, it'll probably... You know, what? Probably <laughs> after the first year sometime. Okay. That's good enough time to be settled, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a little Ronnie you don't update. Wanna, you want to take Stephanie in the empty house and, like, throw down a blanket and, you know, like... like yeah, like, I'm going to tell you about right that, right? Yeah, I'm going to Yeah, I'm going to tell you all about that, yes. Definitely. That's what I'll I figured. You know. Dude, you're the you're the you're the sex champion of the show. Like that's everyone expects you to do that. Stephanie probably expects you to do that. Right. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Do you, do you talk dirty, Ronnie, when you're going at it? All right. It's enough. He's not talking. Uh, yeah, you guys take this to your personal conversation. Yeah. Why don't you no, guys don't carry have, this on and Robin, there is no, right. there's no personal conversation. I know, Ronnie. <laughs> Why don't you guys go off the air and talk about this? Yeah, Ronnie, call him off the air if you want to talk yeah, to Apples. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, yeah, how are you sure. not in this uh, game, this uh, back-to-school staff stories? I can't even imagine that you're not involved in this. I don't see your I, name I don't on know. here. I mean, I, I was asked about it, and I came up with a few things, but it, I guess it wasn't anything sexual or anything like that. But you talk about 
that one question you just asked about uh-huh. who jerked off in there at the Spanish class? Spanish class, yeah. <laughs> we had we had a guy we had a guy in school, no bullshit, that used to take his dick out, and you know the kind of desks that you have the little compartment, yeah, uh-huh. little. Like the one single desk that has a little compartment. Well, like you put like a little drawer underneath. Like the little yeah. shelf or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He used to take his dick out and jerk off into that shelf with tissues. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we used, oh, to, wow. we, used to, we used to catch him. Because, like, you know, when I went to school, it was, it was all miniskirt girls mostly. And he would check the girls' legs out. And you would see him there. He'd be in the back. He always had a desk in the back of the class. And he would he would be jerking off into his desk, and we would turn the guys would turn around, we would see it, and we'd Ugh. go, "He's at it again." We'd start yelling <laughs> like across the room and shit. And the guy wasn't embarrassed. His, some, it, you know, a couple of times that he was just about to blow his load, and he couldn't stop. And you you would see like his face, like his eyes would roll him back into his head and shit when he was, he was coming into his desk. It was crazy. I bet you that guy's where in jail now. Where was the teacher? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, where is he and where was the teacher? Why did these I don't teachers know. The are teacher afraid? Never, never, the teacher never figured it out, I guess, but we, we all knew he was doing it. It was great, man. We used to bust his balls so bad, man. It was crazy. In my school, the kids, you know, I went, to a tough, I went to a tough school, and the kids would sit in the back and smoke weed in health class, and uh, the teachers were afraid of everyone in the class because most of them were gang members, and they, they just would, you know, <laughs> they would smoke weed and the teacher wouldn't say fucking shit. It was like, Yo, this guy's it's like no when Trump was, was president. Like, you know how all the, the, the like maniacs were just, they were bold about their, their statements and storming the Capitol. You know, it just, everything was out of control. Yeah. But I didn't anyway. think Ronnie was at a school like that. No, Ronnie oh, was yeah. just a pervert school. Ronnie was, <laughs> that's where Ronnie got all his perversion from. He, 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 he I, I, to, I just used to disappear a lot. That's what my stories are about. And yeah, I Ronnie's story was they lame. Good enough. He didn't make it into the game. His Ronnie's big school stories was he once skipped school to go horseback riding, so we kept him out of the game. That, that's the word I'm getting from the. That was one of them. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. Everyone yeah. said it was boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although there was one time I was at choir practice with large labia Linda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened? Well, you know. <laughs> and then it was the time was it in math with Jizz Lips Jenny. <laughs> what about the time you and your pal would pass those two curls back and forth, but her vagina smelled? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Hey, 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 jerk off Jimmy. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> we were out of school right. Apples, for that. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to play the game with Robin, okay? All right. Hey, thank you so much, and I love Ronnie. Ronnie, I oh, love you, pal. Oh, God, Don't... it's so sickening. Just listen I love to you. your voice, man. I like Apples. Hey, did you ever have sex in school? Like, oh, God, help. Have sex with a girl <laughs> in the school? Well, if I did that, I probably would have. That would have been one of my stories. So yeah. I'm not going to lie and say I did. Ronnie was not a big player, and you know, Ronnie's become a big player because I made him famous. I gave. Well, him he gift. was playing outside of school. I was. I was playing outside. Yeah, school, you didn't do that good. About. You weren't doing that good. You got. You Ronnie, know, how old were you when you had sex the first time? Well, basically, not that I had sex, but it was like. See? My father caught us grinding on the couch. We were like ten years old. 
Yeah, but when's the first time you fucked? Couch. When's the first time you actually had sex intercourse? Were you grinding uh, anybody at ten? Like fourteen? <laughs> oh, really? Huh. Yeah. My first, my yeah. first girlfriend. Yeah. Huh. At eight, I used a Lincoln log on a Girl Scout. By 15, I had my dick in her ass. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> Rim job, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Although there was that one time I had band practice in high school with rusty trombone Trudy. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to me, Ron, uh, Oh, you you gave it to a girl. You gave a girl anal at fifteen. At fifteen, yeah, that was my girlfriend, my first wow. girlfriend. I can't yeah, believe we, you. We were together for a while, on and off, man. Like, yeah, Cornhole Lieberman was her name. <laughs> Is that the one who um, her the father. dad hated you? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. and she was Catholic. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that was the one. A devout family, and you were. Dad didn't like you. He, God, if he had only known you were putting it in her ass, I'm sure. <laughs> she was, dude. She went to an all-girls Catholic school. <laughs> no, that's hot. Yeah, I used to wait for her at the bus stop when she came home, man. I'd be waiting there for her. My parents, you, you know, my parents worked and they wouldn't, they weren't home, and uh, we'd go right to my house, man. Did um, she wear the uniform, the schoolgirl Catholic yeah, school yeah, uniform? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. God, that's hot. Yeah. Did you Luke, bang Luke her? Luke the Ronnie wasn't a player. Yeah, did you Blue bang her in the uniform? Lad. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. That's what Sporty used to sit on the bed and watch us. Yeah. Right. The dog. The dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sporty. Sporty. <laughs> I'd shove a crucifix in her ass first, and then Sporty would fetch it. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you don't have any good school no, perversion stories. Boy. By the time you got to school, you were too tired too to do tired. anything perverted. <laughs> That's yeah. where he went to sleep. He was fucking someone in the ass. I, mean, I wasn't a good. I wasn't a good school person. I was like, how did you? Lot. How did you work your way into her ass? I mean, back then, you know, that was a very uncommon thing to do. And you know, you're only 15, and she's a schoolgirl. We, we were very. Me and her were very sexual, man. Why did know. it end? We just we just did. Uh, mm. She moved away, and mm. a couple of times we. I kept in touch with her, right? And she had moved away, and she moved up towards Westchester. And a couple of times I did go and see her, like when nobody was home, like she oh. was around when she was around seventeen, and yeah. that was then after that we lost touch because then I had uh, another girlfriend local, and you know I didn't Look see her you. anymore. Yeah. Players got to play. That's what I'm saying, Howard. Don't say he was not pulling it in high school. Uh, he was. I take it back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos. Thank you. I take it back. I take it back. Yeah, and that was player. that was during the uh, uh, handjob Connie time, also. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, you were getting a regular handjob from that chick. You call her up on the phone, and she'd get in the car and give you a handjob, and just get out and walk away. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that was the craziest <laughs> shit ever. I'm telling you. God, I needed so that. Fucking weird. <laughs> you oh, needed jealous. a drive-by handjob kind of yeah, girl. Like I know, I know. If I had called that number, got dude would have gotten my car and beat me up. <laughs> yeah, oh, here's what, your hand man? job, asshole, dude. Back then, you didn't, even, you didn't even think that way back then. You, you know, you you had a chick I number. Did. You'd call, and they you would just go. You didn't care about there was, you know, you wouldn't worry about getting catfished. Hello, is this Harry Nips Harriet? <laughs> <laughs> it's young Ronnie. 
Shit. Well, you know, you are a player. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't. I, I somehow think like you got famous from the show and you started to become a big shot. No. I still say a lot of those new buddies with the Lamborghinis and everything you got because of the show. No, that's not true. Oh, when, you when meet did you meet guy. them? When did I meet them? I met them not through the show. I met through them through a lot of them through Gold Rush. When I was, that's yeah, how I met. How'd Chris. you get on Gold Rush? I was going to say you were on the show. Yeah, I got on Kurt. Driving How'd you meet car. Kurt? Let, let me let me let me paint the family tree here, pal. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you meet Kurt? I met Kurt at Sirius. Right. That's how'd right. You meet, how'd you get to Sirius? Uh, I work for you. I told you. Okay. <laughs> I turned left at Broadway. You know what it is? If I go back three steps, it had nothing to do with you. It's five steps that gets me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I met, I met other guys at Sirius, and I'm not really good friends with them. Yeah, but you don't you know. make friends with everybody you meet, Ronnie. I understood, Robin. That's what I'm trying to say. My point is... We just hit it off. That's all. Kurt Busch isn't hanging out with Ronnie, the regular limo driver from Queens. You know, you were he on the show. He would never limo driver from Queens now anymore either. No, really, am I? but you, met, you became safe to him because you're kind of a celebrity on the show. You understand that, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. I mean, and come on. I'm going to actually know. see him this weekend because they have the races here. It'll be another party weekend. I sometimes think I either gave Ronnie a gift or I ruined him. <laughs> no, nah, you didn't ruin him. I don't him, think dude. you ruined him. No, nah. nah, you didn't ruin him. I don't know. He's a little bit out of control. I'm always afraid <laughs> he's going to get him into Not trouble. No. Really? As long as he's having a good time. You know what, Ronnie put in a lot of years of service for me, picking my ass up at super early in the morning. Oh, waking hours up at that two. were ridiculous, yeah. Jerking yeah, off good my racing gloves. If I he have was something there, to do, rain, snow, sleet, or hail. If I have anything to do with his happiness now, then I'm happy. Yeah. Well, you do, you and know. you know it. Yeah. Thank you. Humble, and I'm very grateful for it. Well, I'm grateful to you for your years of service. Good man, very loyal, and also I'm grateful for never fucked up once. Always was no. there on time. Always. And it, no matter what it took. Yep. So, if he's enjoying his fame and retirement, I'm happy. I am. Yeah. It's just amazing to me that this guy could be up till four in the morning at his age and just kind of get up the next day and go to the track to watch Lamborghinis That's right. go around. I wouldn't around. have been. I'd have been out of commission the next day for sure. Yeah. You've you've earned your backward, upside down Vegas home. You have. <laughs> <clears throat> No, the house, is, the house inverted. Really, no, the house is really. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Well, wait, no, All right, apples. For waiting for the pool. Once the pool going. On. All right. They're gonna start digging probably next week. Hopefully. A pool is a great thing to have, but it could be a lot of aggravation. Yeah, I know. I know. But all summer, every time we got in, it was like, oh fuck, the pool isn't hot again. You know what I mean? And it's a lot. Oh, a lot yes, of bills, the titration dude. experiment all the time. You don't have to worry about the right. Is the hot temperature here. right? You know, all of it. What's that, Ron? I said you don't have to worry about the pool being hot here. <laughs> That's true. <Yeah. laughs> it heats itself. You got a... Um, the, weather, the weather is great here right now. Let me tell you. Do you, do you have a... Weather's great here. It was 80 degrees yesterday with a nice little breeze. Like, man. Yeah, that's 85 We've had yesterday. seven 80, days without rain. Th 87 for the high, and uh, mm. 75 last night when uh, we went to dinner outside. It was beautiful. 
right. Did you uh, put in a hot tub or is it not a yeah, good we're idea? Doing, yeah, we're doing the jacuzzi on one end. Will be the jacuzzi, and then the other end is like the little sun deck where it's like very shallow water where you could put uh, deck chairs. Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice move. Yeah, like yeah, uh, cool. you put like a cement thing where I've seen that in Miami where they have these pools where they have actual tables and chairs. Yep. And then you have that's your feet in the water when you you doing yeah, that. Yeah, I mean some of yeah, them you can even doing. have an umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing. Yeah, it. yeah it's going to be a thing for umbra- two umbrellas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh huh. And a bucket for my dildos. An outdoor kitchen. The same nice. guy outdoor doing kitchen. the whole deal. Nice. Doing the outdoor kitchen, the landscaping, the pool, the whole nine yards. It's doing one guy, which is good. Outdoor yeah. air conditioning. Boy, did I overpay you. <laughs> <laughs> to get some of that money back. <laughs> no, I did well, look he... very well on my house in New York. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, right now, New York real estate, very hot. I'm talking about, yep. you know, outside, outside of the city. Yeah. Yeah. Lawyer Manhattan's coming back. People are buying. It is coming back. They're, um, yeah. you know, that always happens. You know, after a disaster, people see great opportunity in in Manhattan. Somebody yeah, was telling was, me like a lot of uh, time to buy. Someone was telling me like a lot of Chinese dudes from from actual China are coming in and buying up a whole bunch of apartments and stuff. Well, they got to put their money somewhere because the Chinese government wants to take it back. Right. Yeah. So they're trying to grab up some real estate. Yeah, they're trying to hide their money in various places. Yeah, Ronnie. Howard, have you been back in this city? Uh, Yeah, once or twice for, like, doctor appointments. Beth had to go to the city today, so I didn't like that. I don't like when she leaves me. I need need supervision. Is she there for an overnight, or is she coming back? No, no, she's coming back. She had an appointment. I see. Um. You know, routine uh, stuff. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Nothing. But, yeah. yeah. No emergency. It's very upsetting. Situation. I don't like when she leaves. Well, now that she's been around all the time and you're around all the time, you really have gotten attached to her being oh there God. all the time. Oh, my yeah. God. We were in bed last night holding hands and talking about how we're so happy we found each other. How many times <laughs> that happened after 20 years together? Well, good. I hope it happens to people. They're yeah. staying together anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it doesn't happen to people. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one. But I'm very, very happy with my marriage. I am. Well, good. To be honest. Yeah, I like marriage. So. Well, it would be terrible if you hated it and you were still mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I'm trying to remove any obstacles to our happiness. Like, yesterday I needed some help with something and Beth was getting irritated. So I'm like, hmm. I'll hire someone to do that. Yeah, stop that. Stop yeah, making things yeah. irritating. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'll, I'll just <laughs> I'll just hire someone. Uh, so do you want to know the answer? To, uh, hey, Apple, so I'm going to hang up on you, okay? Yes, yeah. thank you, oh, Apple. God. Okay. Hey, love you guys. Uh, hi, unless unless, unless you have another question for Ronnie. Hey, don't. Uh, please. Uh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> enough. Uh, okay, so the question I start to hang up. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, the question is this. You know, I'll I'll even put everybody's face up so you can look at them. Yes, I need to remember uh who's involved in this. If you're playing at home, this involves Baba Booey Gary, Jason, everyone knows say hi, Jason. Yeah. 
Uh, Richard, say hi. Hi. Mike? <laughs> hey, now. Steve? Hello, hello. Chris? Hello, my bambina. <laughs> Sal? Hey, I'm here. All right. So those are, the, those are the list of people from our staff, and you have to guess. Um, yeah, I mean, immediately when you say something like masturbating in public, <laughs> I, I have to think Sal. But then you throw in Spanish class. Was Sal allowed in a classroom where they taught a language? <laughs> I think Sal, yeah, I think Sal probably oh. was in a class where she had to take all remedial studies. I don't think they, you know, like he was getting ready for BOCES. He wasn't uh, required. Spanish wasn't a requirement for him to graduate. Right. That was in the class where the teachers rotated. He just stayed in the same room the whole day. I did, by the way, yeah. go to Spanish class. You know, Sal, we don't see you having an academic future. We think it best you learn a trade like plumbing or electrician. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a wonderful program at BOCES. You don't even have to go senior year. You'll start your BOCES program senior year. (laughs) All right. So, therefore... One of these people is a sex offender. He used to masturbate. <laughs> he in masturbated in class to to full completion. And he's a smart pants. guy. He was never caught, and he completed in his pants. Uh, I'm gonna say Jason. Wow, you are right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's something Sal would do. You know, Spanish class is the only thing that threw it off. We knew Sal didn't need to. You outcreeped me, Bob. Robin is very bueno. Uh, Yeah, it was once, by the way. No pun intended. Did you hear that? I said, how'd you pull that off? Thank you. I just want to. (laughs) Uh, It was once. It was not multiple times. I was absolutely disgusted with myself and crossed out. Sure. Yeah, I uh, I was sitting in the back of this class. I had just moved. I didn't know anybody. I was I was just I don't I don't I don't remember what I was thinking about. I don't remember my teacher being particularly good looking or any particular girl in the class. But I just remember had a boner and then just kind of just flicking it. And then I don't know somehow my hand ended up under my pants. And then I'm like, I think I can get away with this. Like I just remember that was the thought. Like that was the I'm like I think. I'm getting away with this, and and then I did, and then it was over, and uh, I was. Did you have a big stain in your pants? Yeah, no, I had to run. I had to wait to go to the bathroom, the class. I mean, the whole thing was humiliating. At the end of the day, it was absolutely. But I mean, I mean, when you come, there's a big load. I mean, uh, you had to have a big circle on your pants, right? I mean, what's in my underwear? So I, 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 I don't remember. I don't remember if I had to cover up anything when I got up, but I was so ignored in high school, especially those years that I probably could have walked down the hall with a big giant cum coming down my pants and nobody would have even noticed. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's weird. I was kind of invisible, too. I guess I could have been, you know, I wasted valuable years of not jerking off in school because I don't think anyone would. Have, I mean, it's a terrible thing to jerk off in class and realize nobody cares that you're there. <laughs> like, like you're invisible. Caught, nobody notices. Yeah. That's what it, I mean, yeah, I'm sitting there going, I can't believe I'm doing this. It, it was wow. weird. It was a, there was a thrill to it, uh, but, but it was what's weird is too. You were new in the school, like you know. You think you'd yeah. be on good behavior, but just not. What a way to introduce well, yourself. I'm well, thinking yeah. when he said he didn't know anybody, I said, and he wasn't planning to know anybody. No, I was very. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember what? Do you remember what you jerked off to? Do you remember what you were thinking about? I really don't. I was, cause when I was, talk, I was talking to Sal about it, I was really trying to remember. My teacher was a female, but I I don't think it was her. 
And I literally sat in the back corner of the class, so I I wasn't like I could see any of these girls' faces or anything. But I don't remember. It was probably a girl in the class, but I don't. I don't. Yeah, there was probably some girl walked in with a short skirt on or something. Something. Or the wind blew. It just. (laughs) It takes nothing. We might have been looking at nude art from you know Spain. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's uh, weird. Definitely tell though, because I'm a friend of mine jerked off in art class and everybody, <laughs> he thought nobody noticed, but everybody could tell just the look on his face and like the motion <laughs> that he was doing. You gotta he learn to, you gotta, polish. you gotta learn, I keep a straight face when I jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have your cum face, huh? Well, first of all, I've never jerked off in public. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure you should be in prison for that because. <laughs> I remember there were guys, who, you know, like if you had gotten caught, they might have thrown you in like juvie or something, you know? My dad was a teacher and he caught some kids masturbating in class over the years. And, uh, mm. uh, they didn't yeah, go, they to jail? go to jail. No, they get <laughs> talking to. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, one, of yeah, the, one of the, one of the things I mastered at an early age, I, I, I have kind of a good poker face when I come. Uh, <laughs> no one knows. No one can tell. It's a big secret. You can be coming right now. Exactly. I just finished. I came three times during the show today. See if you can find what place it was. I think it was during when I was talking about Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. <laughs> Howard, I know it was we the did, harmonies we, between yeah. Kurt, Dave Grohl. Yeah, I, I know we talked about this before, but I, I, it's one of those things that has scarred me for life. I had direct eye contact with Benji when he came, <laughs> like direct eye contact. Like I saw him come while he looked in my eyes. <laughs> We were at some sort of a weird bachelor party, and Benji was at a table, and he was getting a hand job at a table, which I didn't know. I didn't know that what was going on. But when I saw Benji's face, like I was on my way out, I went to go say goodbye, and I looked at him. I could tell that's what had happened. Yeah, he doesn't have a poker face. No, no, he's just got a he's got a blotchy face. <laughs> Benji wants you to know. By the way, how did Benji not end up in this game? Yeah. I bet he didn't answer Sal's email. That's that's my guess. You know what it is, too, with Benji? Benji's probably done a lot of weird, embarrassing shit, but he doesn't even want to deal with it, or he doesn't even realize when he does something funny, you know? Right. But there's also a lot of rebuilding his reputation he's involved in, like things he used to tell us he doesn't want to talk about anymore. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, at some point on the show, he... Stop taking his penis out. He used to be always be naked. We were at the Playboy Mansion yeah. doing a show, just doing a live show. And next thing you knew, Benji was naked in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those were the days of Benji. But Howard, he, <laughs> he went. To, he went to such a weird place that we, he used to come on the wrap up show, and we would talk about stuff he had told us, and he had made up this character, Kip, his friend Kip, and he's like, "That wasn't me. That was Kip." And then he would tell Kip stories. That's how weird it got. Benji jerk. It's kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like OJ's book. <laughs> <laughs> if I had done right, it. if it, if yeah. I had, yeah. Mm. If well, Benji's had. new, Benji's new thing is that he claims he doesn't masturbate to porn anymore because it ruins him getting like erections later. So he he like he masturbated while reading the news the other day. That's what. He <laughs> oh please, that, that's all bullshit. <laughs> Why do you listen to him? <laughs> you can't you can't like get started with Benji and his stories. What was it? What was that whole? Give that whole rundown, Jason. What was Benji telling you? Oh, hold on. Let me let me let me grab the uh, thing. Yeah, there. Uh, you had some notes. Yeah, I have some notes on Benji. Everything in this is ridiculous. Check this out. 
Let's see. Benji claims he hasn't been training regularly for the marathon in two months. He says he has multiple excuses for not training anymore. He says that his shorts aren't fitting him right because he's losing weight. He yep. says his phone only lasts two hours on a charge, so he needs to get a new phone. That's why he can't go out that long. And he so I was listening to all this, and I'm like, <laughs> first of all, so Benji was going to do the marathon. Okay, good. Good for him. Hey, I'm proud of you. The next thing you know, hey, Benji, how you doing the marathon? My shorts don't fit properly. So it's like, you know, like you hear that and I go, is this a guy just trying to get on the air? Howard, his shorts, how, what, you can't buy a new pair of shorts. I mean, it's just stupid. His it's best silly. excuse is he can't, find, he can't find the right sun hat. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing. <laughs> he, he claims um, he can't find a hat that covers his face while he runs. Uh, you know, and it's just like, it's like, well, how can I have a real conversation with you, dude? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he also claims he might try to stop masturbating uh, in some movement called the No Fap movement, which is something he's following mm. on Reddit. So he's he's Why? very involved with masturbating. I don't. Why he would he, he do that? Superpowers or gives people superpowers? I wasn't really bullshit uh, logic there. What's his superpower? I really don't. I think it's to get erections with women. I don't know, Benji. You'd have to tell us what your superpower is. Annoying no, people. <laughs> not running. Sweating. That's not his running. superpower. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so here, I'll, you want to play the game a little more out of these guys? Okay. Sure, sure. That was one of good. these guys. One of these guys sprayed a substitute teacher with a fire extinguisher. Mm. <laughs> That's weird. Should I just tell you who I it is? Sprayed a substitute teacher with a fire extinguisher. That's a crime. That's some gangster shit. Another crime. Yeah, I'm gonna say crime. that's Mike. <laughs> no, it's Steve Nowicki. Steve, what's up with that story? Steve. It, it's the stupidest thing I've probably ever done in my life. I didn't think anything would spray out of it because they usually, oh. I thought they had a safety <laughs> pin in it. Yeah. And I didn't think it would spray, but it was right before we were about to walk out at graduation. And I don't know. I, I got like carried away. I'm like, we're about to graduate and you can't really do crazy shit in, in the real world after this. And you got to have, have fun in high school while you can. And I wasn't really going to spray it. And then it sprayed and it shot all over the substitute teacher. Wow. Was he soaked? Yeah, it, it was a pressurized water one, so it, it shoots like really far. It kind of <laughs> shot me back, and he, he was just sprayed with it. He was really pissed off. I thought he was going to beat the shit out of me. Did he like um, really big did dude? He, did he bring you to the principal or something? Or no? Right after that happened, we all walked into the auditorium, mm. and like he walked away, and then I spent the whole graduation ceremony sitting there thinking I was going to get arrested like in front of all the parents and all the students. I thought they were going to come in and just take me away in, in handcuffs. And, I, and did, I you, did you did you apologize to the guy? Did you say, look, man, I, I mean, I, I was an accident. I, I, didn't, I didn't know it was going to work. He did not believe that. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to. He he just kept saying, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And he, <laughs> What he a nice guy, though. Fist. I would have fucking were, I, I would have I would have like gotten you in trouble. Made you go to summer school or some bullshit. I mean, I would have been pissed. What a nice yeah, he guy. He really did me a solid with that. I, right, I definitely see. didn't deserve that. People were relieved. So it's great that gun. now you are all winding up here. It's like wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I collected all these guys. Were you a good, I imagine you were a good student because you're a good guitar player and you were probably a smart kid. Yeah, oh, I was okay. I, I, hmm. I would like fuck around, but in a low key way. I never did stuff like that otherwise, but my grades were like, okay. Where'd you go to college? Temple University in Philly. I think that's a good school. That's supposed to be a good school. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good. In college, I did well. In high school, I didn't really care. But when I went to college and like my parents are paying for it, I kind of actually made an effort. 
Um, okay, one of these animals sitting here <laughs> was, sus- was suspended from school for decorating the inside of his school locker with extremely graphic pictures of naked women. <laughs> All right, well, is, then I got to say insane. that's Sal. That's yeah, Sal, you're right. Very good. <laughs> Robin, you know you're creeps, man. You're creeps. <laughs> Sorry, you don't I'm very know. Very practiced, yeah. Like, like at school, you didn't know not to do that. I figured out if it was in the inside of my locker, no one would see it. And the, when know? they say graphic, like what was what was in your locker? What oh, was glued in this, there. <laughs> these are like center, not like Playboy centerfolds. These were like uh, those off magazines, like Plumpers and Cherry. <laughs> where the girls would have their heads pinned behind their legs, you know, and they have. Vagina lips were stretched out oh. like silly putty. <laughs> Real graphic. <Yeah>. And- Jeez. <laughs> Probably like uh-huh. grannies, too. Yeah, like yeah. someone's like, we're bent over with the ass cheeks spread open, so you see oh, the full yeah. butthole. I love those ah. pictures, so. <laughs> it was your interest. You were just putting well, in your locker your interests. What happened was my dad needed a new battery for his car, so we went to a garage shop. And I noticed in the garage, this guy had all these naked pictures all over the wall, and he inspired me. I'm like, this is this this guy's the coolest guy in the world. So I went out, and I put all these pictures up, thinking that my friends would think I was really cool showing them. And I, I had to leave class because I forgot my English book. And there's always a school monitor in the hallways. Usually another teacher is off for that period. And I opened the uh, door, the locker door, and all of a sudden I heard, stop right there. And she walked over. I was like, holy shit. And I reached for the pictures on the locker, and she stops my hand. She goes, don't rip them off. Take them off by the corners, nice and slow. So I had to peel them off. She folded them up. She gave them to my school principal. He checked them out. He folded them up, and he, he mailed them to my house, and I was suspended for a day. Your dad must have been thrilled. Too bad it's not like a porn th- situation because it would have been like now. Rip those things down. Now, pull down your pants. I'm going to show you. <laughs> yeah, it could be a, a real setup, one. right? Yeah. It could be a, a real setup for porn. Like. Yeah. Howard, Let me show meanwhile, you. Meanwhile, you want to see some us- asshole? I'm going to show it to you right now. <laughs> I give you plumpers. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of us think Sal's done something way worse that he's no, not yeah. saying. No, right. that was that, that was sounds a little tame for Sal. Naked women well, you know, all over my locker. Sal, did, did you, you ever jerk off at school? Never jerked off at school. Never did. I, I, I got my parents were at work. I would go home and jerk off like a lunatic. I didn't need to do it at school. I, I there was no need for it. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's a dark thought. I that never occurred to me to jerk off in school. But you yeah. know, it's weird. It's like you don't even know that like putting like like big hustler, you know, gaping holes up on your <laughs> like locker. Like I never decorated my locker. I didn't like my high school at all. I just want to get the fuck out of there. I never hung a picture. Any who would I hang a picture of? Like you're you're busy decorating your locker. Even that's weird. I mean, well, the whole idea that? that he was inspired by the mechanic. Yeah, the town like, this mechanic. Is his, you know, <laughs> he he's not hero. inspired by somebody who's doing something incredible. Boy, this guy has a great idea. Just pin up pictures of women's vaginas. <laughs> I, thought I mean, in other words, he wasn't, he wasn't inspired by, like, men landing on the moon. No, or, uh, no, none of that stuff <laughs> is, uh, impressed him. Oh. <laughs> Like, like, let a kid go. I want to, after Bobby Fischer, you know, I want to go learn how to play chess or I want to be an astronaut. Sal was like, I want to be like this mechanic and take my school locker and put naked pictures of gaping holes and buttholes. It's awesome. Amazing. 
Sal never learned his lesson because remember Sal used to take porno magazines out of Glom and he'd hide them inside a newspaper and go to the bathroom at yeah. work. <laughs> and he thought nobody ever knew. And you know he was jerking off at Sirius. You of know he was. Of course he was. We know that. Yeah. Well, well only one caught. time and I got caught. <laughs> the one time you, you got caught. <laughs> no, you got caught in your office. I'm saying, did you ever yeah. go in the bathroom with your porn and no, jerk off at the toilet? No, I did Oh, come no, on. No. But you come used on. to look at the magazines in the bathroom yeah, in the stall. Of course. Well, that was to work me up for later, after hours. <laughs> yeah, that's oh what I like to do. I like to get hard now and wait out four hours. It was prep. All I know is you used to go across the street to jerk off, too. I did. Oh, yeah. I used to go to McDonald's and stop at Sabarro's. <laughs> I did McDonald's at Sabarro's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stop at McDonald's. I'd get, the, I'd get the napkins and I'd go in. Do, the, the, do you get hot when you pass a McDonald's when you see those arches? <laughs> oh, it brings back the memories, Robin. Robin, I remember well, the exact McDonald's on 57th Street where Sal used to do that. Every time I would go by it, I'm like, that's where Sal jerked off. It's showing uh, on tours now. Uh, but I thought that, uh, yeah, yeah, they do those celebrity tours. And they go, there's the McDonald's where <laughs> Sal Governale from the Howard Stern Show jerked off. You know, it, but, but you didn't jerk off in the McDonald's. I thought you got their napkins yeah, and then brought the them to the booth. Yeah, I got the napkins, and then uh, McDonald's was to Barrow's. Because to Barrow's, I used to go in there every day, and I would wait for the pizza man to turn his head, grab four napkins, and run out. And then they caught on to me, and I walked in. The guy goes, you going to order something today? And I'm like, and I just left, and then I no longer took the napkins from Sabaros to jerk off in the in the boots. I would go to McDonald's boots. as well. Oh, when uh, Sal and I used to go do street interviews, he'd give me the whole jerk-off tour of Times Square. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's where, you know, the booths, so-and-so booths used to be. I used to jerk off there. It was, it was like a walking tour. Hold on a second. I, I, I don't understand this math. So you would go across the street from our old studio on 57th Street, get napkins, and then go to Times Square to jerk off? I go to different places, but there was one right next door. To <laughs> it's like the scoring weed, those napkins. And then that one, that, that, they closed that one up. And then when I went to the McDonald's one and I went to the one in Times Square, I didn't know what's called a buddy booth. And you can raise the side of the, uh, the booth on, on your left. And I'm in the middle of tossing one out. And all of a sudden, I see some light coming in and I turn my head and it's a guy jerking off next to me. And he's looking at me. Now, I don't understand something. Why didn't you just get some tissues from work? Why would you have to go to the McDonald's? I don't. I, to me, if I, I was plotting I mean, a trip to I the booth, I think you used you used to jerk off at that McDonald's. I exactly. Think. I just don't want to say it. Maybe who knows? I jerked off. I, I jerked off once in a Maybe. tanning booth. I know that. But where did you jerk off? In a tanning booth? tanning booth. Yeah, I was bored. Back oh. in the day, you had to lay down, so I was bored out of my mind because it took a half hour. So I'm, I'm like, I need something to kind of relax me, and I jerked off in a tanning booth. I just like that Imagine you went to a tanning smell. booth. I, I just like that you went to a tanning booth. You're so fucking lame. <laughs> what do you? That wasn't embarrassing that, enough. When you're in the tanning booth, you're in a bikini, right? You're wearing basically wearing like a speedo. Underwear, yeah, underwear. So did what do you, you do with the jizz? <laughs> He had tan lines on his well, first, stomach from the jizz. <laughs> the, ta the tanning booth was in near the locker room. So I'd go to the locker room and get those, you know, those brown napkins that you had in school that would roll off the big fat roll. <laughs> so I'd get a giant oh, mound like the size of a basketball. I'd rest it over Why didn't my you wiener. just let the jizz go on your stomach and then let the, the tanning booth bake it in? It would have been a nice look. <laughs> it would turn big to powder. on his belly. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, you know what's amazing disgusting. to me? What really occurs to me is that, like, a lot of the guys in show business that I know, th when they hire guys to write and produce material yeah. and things, they 
most of them hire guys from Harvard, like the Harvard Lampoon. Uh-huh. And and they must think that like I'm like I search for sex criminals. At, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah, don't where do you anybody. go to that registry yeah. where everybody, every sex offender has to yeah. sign law. in? The yeah, FBI most wanted list. I go. <laughs> I need a I need a new uh, writer for the show. Let me let me see. Let me let me check with the police and see who they've arrested recently. I need a good young person in here. Um, oh yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm going over. I'm going over and do some interviews for the show. I'm uh, I'm gonna stop off at the home for wayward boys and see if there's some young prospects <laughs> for the for the writing staff <laughs> fucked up man i gotta yeah, get yeah. like a when you go guy. scouting you go to juvie yeah uh, uh, you know what it is those harvard guys just cost too much money it's yeah. too fucking expensive you know what i mean they're doing the same thing you take a richard christie who lived in a fucking uh like a pile of shit and uh you know, all of a sudden he's grateful when you give him a couple of bucks yeah, oh, so totally <laughs> Harvard guys with a garden hose, Howard. Yeah, you, you, you take a guy in who used to shower with a garden hose and shit in a can, and suddenly, like, he, he, you own him for like twenty five bucks a week. A, a guy that used to wet paper towel rolls and fuck them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look up you, the center, yeah. You hire a guy that went to Harvard right away. He wants to move up and take your job from you. So I don't need that. That's right. Yeah. None of <laughs> yeah. that going on here. Who, who pissed guys are busy baking his shit. Airplane. Yeah. 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 Let me go jizz in the tanning salon right after I come back from Mr. Brett. <laughs> You're hired. I was happy having an indoor bathroom in New York. I was like, man, I'm moving yeah. on up. One thing about Sal, I knew when I hired him. You know, yeah. once I train him, this guy's not leaving. Uh, he's got nowhere to go. So I really don't. He's a good Thank investment. You, <laughs> good investment. <laughs> a lot of these guys you train and they leave. But, uh, yeah. you know. We got nowhere to go. You got to hire the right guy. <laughs> got nowhere to go. Yeah, where's uh, he going? It's either jail or here. <laughs> <laughs> the last chance <laughs> yeah, see if you can find me a guy who jerked off in his Spanish class. I'm pretty sure he'd be an excellent prospect to be an executive producer. <laughs> I, I think the staff would really listen to him and, and, and idolize him. It's hard to find someone to manage people who uh, doesn't have complete perversion in their background in this group. All right, here's another one for you. Oh, my oh, God. That's this guy's so nutty, he threw his desk, his chair, and then himself out a second-story classroom window. What? Make him vice Wait president. This guy, Wait this this staffer, this staffer Yo. threw his desk, his chair, and then himself out of a second-story classroom window while, you know, obviously when he was in school. Well, so, that's got to be Mike, then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's Mike. <laughs> Fucking nut job. I won't be wrong twice. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? What do you mean? What happened? I did it a few times. At first, I, you know, at first I did it just to kind of make the face. Like I did it just to make the class laugh or whatever. And then um, then I would just start doing it just to ditch class. You go in, you get your attendance taken, then you just I would just go right out the window. <laughs> uh, like the teacher would, like, turn their back. And uh, maybe you had, like, a substitute that was, you know, who wasn't, you know, was out of it. Mike, let me understand something. Right out the window. Mike. Yeah. You're in, yeah. You're in a classroom, like a, a legitimate school, right? Where'd you go to school? Valley Stream North. Oh, I know Valley Stream North. Good school. And uh, you're in the class, and you get bored, 
you pick up your chair and you throw it out the window. And it's a second-story window. It could have landed on someone's head, but you didn't. Well, no, I looked. Much... I made sure nobody was I Yeah, sure I looked. Right I didn't care. <laughs> was... How do you look when you're trying <laughs> well, to no, it like before it was, the it teacher was... sees you? I remember well, it's like uh, it's place. like uh, it's like King Kong. It's like uh, <laughs> you know when he we, we just throw shit, but he looked, he looked. <laughs> so wait a second. So you, so the teachers teach, does the teacher see you throwing the chair out the window? Like the, the teacher turns their back or something. And it, I think it was a substitute. And um, I remember just like my friend was sitting next to me. He was laughing. I, I think I threw like a book out first, mm. and then like I and then I just picked up the desk. You know, the class is watching, everyone's laughing, the teacher doesn't know. I just picked up one of those desks that have, like, the, the desk. And, you remember in high school, those desks that have the chair yeah. attached yeah. to it? I right. I picked that thing up, tossed it right out the window. And yeah. I said, you know what, we'll take it to the next level. And I just yeah. I just went right out after that. Was like, it grass or, grass or I mean, concrete second, below? Second, a second, yeah, second floor, is, there's concrete down there. And, I mean, are you, do you land on your feet or do you, like, yeah, you just like drop and roll? <laughs> I, went yeah. the, I landed on my head. <laughs> It was like wood chips, I think, at the bottom. <laughs> wood chips. I ate some wood chips. And were you like the man in high school? I mean, like you must have been like a fucking superhero if you were doing yeah, shit like that. Kind of like, you know, kind of like the class clown, I guess you could say. Yeah. I remember yeah, I was, when, I, when, I did it, when I did it the first time, I remember I went back into the school. And the teacher walked out of the room for one second. And she was doing some kind of, I guess, exercise with the class where she stepped out into the hallway. So I was like, yeah, this is my shot. So I just went out. Jumped, came back into the school, and as I was walking in, the teacher was outside the hall. She was like, I was standing out here the whole time. I was like, she was like, how did you get out? And I was like, I told her, I was like, what do you think I did? Jumped out the window? And she's looking at me like, she's looking at me like, like she was like, like something come, like some kind of magic happened or something. But I mean, but, how uh, out of it are your teachers that they're not realizing, like you, the kids must have been, ro I mean, I would have been laughing my ass yeah, off I mean, if I saw a guy do that. Yeah, I mean, the class had to erupt, wouldn't and, you think? And, and the and, desk is missing too. I, I mean, the de first of all, even after you throw a chair out, I mean, you're standing. I mean, the teacher's got to see that you're standing. You know, it's weird. I, I guess they just were out of it. You know, when they, when you got a wild class and everyone's you know, <laughs> wild doing their own thing. I'm listening and, to this. You know, the kid. And so the window's open already, or did you open the window? I broke I through know. the glass. I might have slid it open, <laughs> slid it open. Okay. Okay. I'm like, uh, this is amazing. When did you achieve language? What do you mean? Last week. We're when, such when, a romantic yeah, I'm so throwing furniture out the window. So, so when's the last time you jumped out a window? I mean, is it uh, is no, high school was, the last time? Yeah, high school was the last time. Oh, I would love for him to reenact this. Go back to the school. I want to see this. I got in trouble. Must... I, got, I got caught the second time I got caught. I mean, one of the times I got caught for it. And, you know. And what'd they do? Suspended the whole deal. Oh, suspended. How far suspended? into it were you? How far into it were you when you got caught? Did you throw your stuff out? I, I think it was the, the last time when I got suspended was the last time I did. I think I, I, I from what I remember, if I remember correctly, that like I was, it was like the last couple weeks of school, and I got suspended the last couple weeks of school. Um, yeah. Did you learn anything in school? I mean, do you even know what like the Civil War is? Or <laughs> no, I did. I did. You like learned you that. Said, I, I kind of got better in college and stuff, I, and I took it more. I seriously. learned aerodynamics. <laughs> That's where right. did you? Where did you go to college? I went to the very prestigious Nassau Community College, and then I yeah, went to right, uh, 
Then I went to like Queens College for a little yeah. bit. I lit uh, myself I figured, on fire. <laughs> I figured like Nassau, Nassau Community College is like a college full of people who threw themselves out a window. <laughs> how many stories Among was that his college? Peers, yeah. <laughs> how'd you get, <laughs> sir? How did you get into school? I threw myself out a window. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you get in here. <laughs> what did your parents say when you said I'm suspended? Oh, well, my dad said, "Hey, that's pretty cool." <laughs> oh, how high a window? It was, Did your yeah. parents yell at you? Not really. I mean, they were, they were used to it at that point, you know. Oh. The nonsense and all this. Stuff. Yeah, I said, fuck you. It's like, you know what, man? I'll kick your fucking ass. I mean. <laughs> I'll show you out the window, Pop. One time for a laugh, I tied myself to a train track. I let the train run me over a couple times. One time I, uh, I gave a speech at Nassau Community College. Some, you know, people wanted a famous person there, and they went and gave a speech. And I said to the kids, um, how'd you get into school? And every one of them said they threw themselves out a window. <laughs> they, <laughs> that it's a requirement. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we all throw ourselves out the windows, pretty much. Mike yeah. should have been a stunt man. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I was thinking oh. about it when I threw myself out the window and landed on my feet in uh, the wood chips. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Threw myself out a window with my desk. It would have been cool if you like were attached to the desk and threw yourself out right. with the desk. Yeah, that <laughs> would have been the most. Ride the desk out the window. <laughs> hey, where's Mike? He threw himself out the window with his desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty I cool. I don't know but... how these people continue to teach in these schools <laughs> with it was, this it was kind when, of like, it was... student body. Yeah, it was usually like a substitute teacher that that, that they would ah. come into the class and they would be like, you know, so overwhelmed with, you know. You know how kids get when there's a sub in the class. They think it's like party time. So Right. You know what? You're a good-looking dude. I'm surprised you didn't fuck any of your teachers. No, I didn't. Mm. He I forgot mean, to tell us that story. <laughs> it was some hot. Like, like, you know, I had some hot teachers that, that uh, I liked, but no. No? I, I couldn't get that going? I don't think they Nothing going the on? No. I can picture some teacher going, you know that kid who threw himself out the window the other day? <laughs> I think I'm going to blow really <laughs> I think I want him to throw himself yeah. on the window on me. Yeah, yeah he looks. That window he looks guy. like he's. Uh, he looks like that window guy. Looks like he's going to go far in life. I'm, I might hook him with him. <laughs> he's my meal ticket. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to be uh, probably a stuntman on Rambo. <laughs> Rambo two. <laughs> oh. Wow! I tell you, this kid. They don't know. I feel like he's gone places. <laughs> He's going right out the window. He's right going to be on Jackass. <laughs> yeah. He could end up being one of those Johnny Knoxville type characters. This guy. Yep. All we got to do is put a camera on him. I'm telling you, I'm going to blow him. He's a good guy. I could see. I could see. I could see him going places. You know? But uh, yeah, well, I'm telling you, everybody I hire here pretty much has this kind of background. <laughs> I, I don't really go after that Harvard Lampoon crowd like Letterman did or Jay Leno or. <laughs> Or we Conan certainly, you know. Well, Conan, Conan would never have wound up in this group. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Conan <laughs> talks about all the guys who worked at Lampoon and how they all went on to big careers. And I'm like, yeah. I I once called Jimmy Kimmel. I said, hey, where do you get your writers from? He's like, yeah, you know, we go we go get the Lampoon guy. We get the I go, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't. I, I, they intimidate me. Those guys. I'm I, you know I'm just I'm more comfortable with guys who throw themselves out the window and jerk off in Spanish class. Uh, we got national community here. Yeah. Yeah, my guys, my guys are. Um, I just, I feel comfortable with them. You know, they hit their teacher the with a fire thing. Backgrounds are incredible, Howard. Just, yeah, just the backgrounds are incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you do? 
Um, yeah, I jerked off in my pants in, in front of my class. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, that doesn't turn me off. Um, tell me more That's about yourself. That's my top guy. I lit my, my school on fire. Here's a 20-year career. Yeah. Thank you. You're I'm like, I'm like, That's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I You're a funny guy. Shit my pants. Yeah. I, it turns out when I add it all up, I recruit from Nassau Community College, not Harvard. <laughs> Any young kids at Nassau who are looking for a career, just, just apply to the Howard Stern Show. I, I'd like to meet you. Seems well, in like, all fairness, uh, we got, we got Sal from Suffolk Community College, but he didn't. Oh, finish. right. Anyone with a community college in their background. <laughs> well, that excludes me. I didn't even go to college. Yeah. yeah. No, that's why, that's why I hired oh, you immediately. That you ahead of the game. That's, oh, why. Yeah. that's why I hired you. That's why I hired you before sound. That was the criteria. I joined a death right metal band. When I, was I was like, Robin, you're not going to believe it. I just found an idiot who couldn't even go to college. He just got, went to high school barely in Kansas. It's never been to a dentist. We're going to hire him. Hey, and guess what? He's never been to a dentist. Don't get too close. <laughs> and he never showers. Yeah. I don't think Colin Jost and Seth Myers were putting pictures from Plumper's magazine in their locker. <laughs> they didn't even know Plumper's, you know, that's yeah. the thing. Well, that's that's a funny yeah. thing. I know that magazine. Yeah. Of, course. <laughs> of course you do. The head <laughs> dirty, so I never even heard of Plumper's. I'm pretty... <laughs> 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 we used to read it kind of as a goof, but it yeah. was funny. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find some writers with no other options in life where <laughs> they, they literally have nothing going on <laughs> or complete losers. If you can find me a couple of guys like that, then, then we're talking. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I need people from diverse backgrounds, uh, many different community colleges, all under one roof. Howard, literally, yeah. when you hired me, I was sleeping on the floor of my storage unit, and cockroaches used to wake me up because they'd crawl over my face. Yeah, I'd say to, You're hired, that's right. I'd say to Robin, there's a guy I think is going to be loyal to me. I can't imagine anyone else hiring him. Hey, it's 17 oh. years so mm. far. Um, okay, this guy on our staff was constantly late to school. So he forged letters from his mom to excuse his tardiness. It ended when he was called down to the school office where his mom sat with over 25 of his forged letters. <laughs> yeah. That's it? That's it. Who's that? Chris. No, it's Gary. Gary Delabee. Gary did that? Yeah. He's a liar. I'm the first I'm the first one here who hasn't jerked off in school. <laughs> What a scumbag. He's a fraudster. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I don't mind the other stories. The, the, yours is the most disturbing. You know, a guy wants to throw himself I out a window. I would never have, yeah. A guy wants to throw himself out the window. That's an entertainer. You know what I mean? There's a guy who's got show business in his blood. He's, he's, he's looking at the group and going, what can I do to make these people get through their drudgery? But you, you're lying. I mean, you're forging. You're committing forgery. Yeah, I always and think late. of Gary as the guy who draws within the lines. That's crazy to me that you did that. Another time in my life, Robin. When I, I it was, you know, here's the thing. My my dad used to leave for work first thing in the morning. I never even saw him. You know, my dad was not very involved in day to day operations. I think he spent the bulk of his time at work trying to figure out how to fake his own death. So it was me and my mom. <laughs> And she didn't get up. She never got up, right? So right. I, kept, I would always sleep through the alarm. And then, and, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I think my mom was kind of medicated. So I would ask her to um, sign the <laughs> There's nothing bad about that. No. And then at, at one point, Robin, I kid you not, at one point, I was putting the pen in her hand and moving it while she was in bed. 
Because she oh was so out of it. So then wow. I, like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get up. I just kept oversleeping over and over again. And one day my mother goes, I'm not signing any more notes. So I just figured, well, she was almost, I was moving her hands. I was practically doing it anyway. Let me ask you something. So I, you I mean, you, mean you, would, you would write a note and you'd say, mom, right. you need to sign this. And then she was so whacked out on her meds that you would just like put a pen <laughs> in her hand and move her hand for her. I did That's that several awesome. times. That is <laughs> an awesome story. Because in my mind, in my mind, I wasn't, in my mind, technically she was still signing it. But then she, you know, after that, she refused to sign them. That's so great. I should have drugged my mother. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, my mom was Medicaid for a short while when I was in high school after her sister's death, and it was fun times. She was kind of wacky. Like, it was like a whole different woman. She even went and got a job at a hospital, cleaning the mucus out of people's lungs, and I was like, this is awesome. I come home, smoke a whole fucking big bowl of weed at lunchtime. I was like, this is great. I got my own pad now. Finally, she's out of the house. And then she stopped taking so those meds. how did Gary get caught? Well, I figured that somebody in the office must, I mean, I was coming in with a note a day. It was how ridiculous. How did get caught? 25 notes, of, you know, in a row that the school <laughs> 25 knows the mom days in a row? Hold on. No, but yeah. no, 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 no. Hold on. There were probably 15 notes before that that were my mother. For real. Okay. All and so, right. so somebody in the office must have noticed something because my mother had no idea what was going on. She didn't know. Did you? Pro um, pro probably what happened was they called and they must have said, hey, Mrs. Delbate, your son is, you know, per, you know uh, uh, perennially late. What's going on? And she and she must have said, "What do you mean?" They must have said, "Well, we have all these notes." And my mother must have said, "I don't remember signing all those notes." So she went down to the school. They call me to the office. There's my mom, all the notes laid out on the desk. And as soon as I walked in, it was like I couldn't even think of a a lie to tell. So I just had well, to mess up to the whole thing. Again, and he's a uh, another another proud employee of my show who um, you know obviously learned nothing was late to school. His academic record was horrible, and he went to Adelphi. Which, a three point uh, three eight, a three eight. There you go, Howard. But I wouldn't brag about that. The idea of an alarm clock never occurred to him. <laughs> no, I had him. I could just sleep through him. Adelphi is like uh, kindergarten. I mean, well, that's just not true. Matter with you, yeah. You're an adult and you're in Adelphi. I mean, come on, three point eight. Shame on you. <laughs> Better than uh, a two point seven at NASA, at NASA community. Well, at least NASA it doesn't cost anything. It's pretty cheap to go there. But uh, Gary... Doesn't say uh, much for your problem-solving skills, Gary. Doesn't say much for my hiring skills. <laughs> well, we know I that's think, in question. I, you know what? I look at this group, and I think I think for what this show is, I think you hired the exact right group of people for what we mm -hmm. need. That's good that you think that. Oh, dear. <laughs> Well, Mrs. Delabate, the good news is your son isn't jerking off in his Spanish class. <laughs> Bad news is... It could is, be worse. It could be worse. Bad news is he's taking advantage of being drugged out and he's getting you to sign late notices. That's, That's right. amazing. It's You're so in smart. a coma and he's moving your hand across this note. You could have cashed checks. I mean, yeah. You're not you kidding. were like, I'm too small. No, it was, I mean, Gary, you could have had a whole criminal empire. <laughs> the, 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 could have gotten the best that mom is, to do like, anything. My, you know, my dad had zero involvement in day-to-day -day operations until it was too late, you know? So, of nah. course, when my dad gets home that night, they huddle, and then, you know, my dad got all pissed off at me, and I got grounded for a week. And I think I had, like, a week of detention at school, too. All right. So that's Gary's story. Okay. This pervert had sex uh. in the school bathroom. Who do you think that is? Okay. You're well, then it's got to be Chris. Yeah, of course. 
Well, that doesn't surprise what, some dude. Some dude blew you in the bathroom. I blew the dude. Wow, what grade? Uh, this was like in the 11th grade. It was late in high school. Were you openly and, uh, gay in high school, or were you no, still that's a closet? No, I, I mean, I, I probably was giving off vibes, and, and so was this guy. But no one was really out, so it was hard to sort of meet up and figure out if you could be with somebody. I remember one day he kind of, like, pinned me up against my locker and said, like, you know, we're going we're gonna to be together. We're going to have fun. And I really? thought, okay, well, cool, because that just made things easier. It broke the ice. I said, great. Yeah. Yeah, so. How did he know you were gay? Yeah, I guess he figured he had a, he had a gaydar. Yeah, yeah. You try, you know, you eventually you start swishing back and forth a little bit too much in the hall. You try to see if you can pick up any any signals any from vibe. anyone else, you know? Yeah, yeah. So why'd you blow him in the bathroom? Why didn't you just... Well, uh, well, because we both lived at home. It's not like we could go to each other's houses with parents and stuff. But I, mean, I think it would be great to be gay and go to a guy's house because you're like, hey, mom, my friend's coming over and we're just going to go hang out in the bedroom. Your mom's not going to think anything. You go below some Yeah, my, I think my mom was a little wise to it at this point. Uh, <laughs> boy's over. Um, like if I had it, a girl over and in the, in the rare occasion I have a girl over. First of all, my parents looked at me. They knew that no girl was going up to my room to fuck me. So like my, my right. parents used to let girls come over to my room all the time. They, they knew they were just friends. They didn't even mind you closing the door. It was like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I remember I had a girl come over from summer camp. She came to visit me, and I was like, uh, I'm going to take her up to My friends like, yeah, go ahead. Close your door. Get her. We, we, we looked at you. She, she ain't interested in you. We're not worried about it. But if it, like, I had friends, male friends, who would come and sleep yeah. over and, and sleep over my room, but I was straight, so we didn't do anything. Well, this you guy was really flamboyant. I mean, this guy almost floated down the hallway, so I, I think right. my mom would have really had an inclination. But it was also it was around the holidays – we were kind of having like a school Christmas party type thing. So the, the, the place was kind of empty. There wasn't a lot of people in the halls. And there was one bathroom on the fifth floor that kind of no one used. And you could actually lock the door from the inside, which we didn't do. But anyway, he he got up on the toilet like he was standing on it. I guess so I wouldn't, no one would see his feet. But meanwhile, I was on my knees. So I started blowing him. And wow. some girl, it was a men's a men's washer bathroom, but some girl, I guess she sort of suspected something was going on. She huh. came in, and I guess she saw my knees on the ground, and all I heard was... Are there no rules <laughs> at your school? I mean, uh, girls invading the men's room? Were you trying to get a blowjob? I know, I used to drink hey, in that bathroom and everything. Did the guy you um, had sex with, did he throw himself out a window? <laughs> no, I wish. No. i tell you what he did do, though. <laughs> I blew him, need, but... yeah. Weeks later, we were at some party, and he blew me. And it was the first time I'd ever been blown. And he's blowing me, and I'm like, this is like, you know, a very weird sensation, but I'm digging it. Halfway through it, he just gets up and leaves, and I didn't know why. He'll be back. Hmm. Okay. So I'm sitting there, and like, we're we're in a basement, right? So I feel like the cool air sort of hitting my my cock, and I'm like, wow, this is like a weird sensation. But it starts getting cooler and cooler, like almost like a menthol-type situation. So I pull my foreskin back. He left his chewed up gum inside my foreskin. <laughs> on, like smeared to the head of my cock. And Do you know that day, guy's I name no because I want to hire him for the show? If, uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me the first blowjob you got, the guy left his gum in your foreskin? Yeah, and took off. Wow. And I have no idea. Maybe, I don't know. The only thing I can think is maybe it didn't smell so good and he was... <laughs> Like, I'll put this in here and I'll come back and it'll be back. I have no yeah. idea. It was the strangest thing. 
And we never yeah, really could... spoke after that. We never, never hooked up with him again. It freaked me right out. Dude, that's like, um, like gay halitosis you had between your legs, probably. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I had to like fish it off my cock and like, it was like the, it was like the underneath of a desk or like a theater chair. Okay. Like, right. Like, no, the, the, the my favorite. Off. The employee I want now is a guy who jerked off in a Spanish no, class, no, threw himself no. out a window, uh, hung dirty pictures in his locker, and got blowjobs from guys in the uh, bathroom. That's what I'm looking well, for. Well, wait a minute. No. What happened Gave. when the girl interrupted you two in the men's room? I, it didn't slow us down. She just kind of like <laughs> yelled, screamed, and laughed. And then he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, I, like uh, fuck her. And we just kept going. Wow. <laughs> We never got in trouble. We never, I mean, I'm sure people talked about it, but I didn't, at that point, I didn't care. I was like, you know what? I am who I am. All right. I want to get out of here. So here's Richard's thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did Richard do? He brought two six foot snakes to school and let them loose in the hallway right before class let out. <laughs> that seems like something Richard Finally, would do. something funny and not right. criminal. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. Something lovely. It was hilarious. <laughs> Bunch of weirdos. <laughs> Bunch of weirdos. But I love all of you. I love all of you. I love your story. I know. I'm like, I actually used to be in a building with them. <laughs> yeah. Don't you now you're home. It. Right. You're still missing the uh, intimate contact you were talking about this morning. <laughs> Absolutely not. Now I'm afraid. <laughs> we used to bring hey, you Peter. food and water, Robin. I know. This is, um, this is Pete in Michigan. Hey, Pete. Hey, Howard. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, a little bit. It's a weird connection. Is that better? Yeah. Sorry. Right. Doing my best. Okay. What kind of phone you got? I'm well, well. years old. On an iPhone, I'm not on my speakerphone or anything. I'm straight talking into my phone. Okay. Uh, just for my freshman year in high school, I told the gym teacher I was attracted to her and uh, just Wanted, wanted to get with her before I graduated, made her a bet my uh, beginning of my senior year that uh, uh, about something else, won the bet, <laughs> won the bet. And, you got a customer uh, at the gas station? <laughs> dropping my dirty pictures on your wall. gas station to get her car worked on. <laughs> but, Ever uh, throw anyway, yourself out a window? <laughs> you ever blow a guy in a bathroom? Only if there's spikes on the ground. Uh, dude, d dude, just tell me that. Okay, so you, you propositioned the your hot gym teacher. Propositioned her. Started out with kissing, then led to something else. Like about a week later, we were having sex in her office. Her office right. was in the girls' gym locker room, so we would put paper up on the windows and everything. She would write me out of class. Um, I got caught not being in class for pretty much a whole year, but I passed the class with an A, and they gave me uh, five Saturday schools, and I was pretty upset about it. She came and got me out of every Saturday school. Sir, I don't know what you do for a living. Would you like to write comedy? Yeah, when can you be here? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to join my staff? I can do whatever you need. I can do whatever you need, and I got so many stories, it's unbelievable. Wow. All right. Well, it sounds like you're a very high-quality candidate, uh, you know, and, and promise me you've never gone to Harvard. I'm not looking for any of those guys. No, I'm a Princeton guy. Ah, perfect. All right. Probably like Princeton. Uh, Tigers. 
<laughs> like it's not Princeton University. It's probably like uh, Princeton uh, Mechanical School or something. <laughs> Princeton, Ohio. Clown School. Yeah. <laughs> Princeton Clown Princeton School. Learn how to be school. a professional clown. <laughs> <laughs> but she but was really hot, your gym teacher? Story. She would buy. She was hot. Um, she was uh, Miss Whatever for the state. And uh, I mean, it was so easy. Uh, you know, sweatpants to school every day. She'd write me out of class. If I didn't want to go to class, I'd just show up. Um, well, some people were having a good time in high school. House. All right. Thanks, man. I, I had enough of this. And you know what? As a, at least I didn't peak in high school. I, <laughs> I waited till I was about 50 <laughs> to come into my own. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. This is, this is quite eye-opening. <laughs> you think? Quite a crew. It's my staff. I like dream it. Dream team. The dream team. That's right. <laughs> the nightmare team. <laughs> you know, um, Martin Luther King had a dream, but my dream is way better. Oof. Yeah, your dream was a nightmare. <laughs> my dream. I have this a nightmare. This is my dream. <laughs> Old sweats. Uh, on our phone is a guy who needs a job as a, a writer on my show. Um, I'm in the middle of interviewing him. I, I want to introduce you to Stan from Rikers Island. Hi, Stan. Hey, how you doing? I, I used to eat my own shit. I burned down a church. I write comedy in between raping guys in the bathroom where I work. I've done some real <laughs> fucked up shit to write jokes about. I, I drunk drove a car into an orphanage. I have sex with my mother. My comedy is very, very cerebral. I, I boarded my daughter's baby with a hanger. Are you hiring? Uh, where'd you go to college? I, I didn't go to fuck college. I didn't go to college. I was homeschooled. My dad used to teach me how to blow him. That's how I learned how to give wow. money. Okay. I'm a really good writer. I have a pencil. You know, I have a packet that's full of my own cum. I, you you're know, saying, I really you're saying uh, you come with your own pencil. Yeah, I come with my own pencil. Listen, I'm the first guy into the job. I'll be the last one out. I'll shit everywhere. You know, I right. love Ellen, the way she dances and all. And I know how to get away with rape. I'll oh, tell you that. Oh, uh, that might be a bit when much. When do you she get might... out? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> trust me, I could do a whole bit skit about raping people. Oh, my God. <laughs> I finger paint with my own feces as well, so there's a visual oh, to it awesome. as well. Pictionary. But I don't want to insult you, sir, but are you willing to work for $19,000 a year? <laughs> oh, I'm rich. Oh my God. Absolutely. Listen to right, me. Get out of here. What's the matter with you? Listen to me. Here's Monica. She wants to write. This is Monica who wants to write for the show. Yes, Monica. <laughs> what are her credentials? Uh, hey, now. Hey, I'm Hi. a big fan. I went, to, I went to UPenn. I actually interned at Letterman for about two years. Um, but I, you know, I've never done anything weird or illegal. I have okay, bye. <laughs> I can't use you, sorry. No job here. We're, we're back just to rape guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go back his to father, rape guy. <laughs> his, father rape guy? his father homeschooled him and taught him how to blow jobs. <laughs> I would watch somebody eat their own shit. <laughs> I know you would. Uh, you would come over and shoot them, Richard. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, Richard was weird. He used to cook his own shit. But we want a guy who eats it raw. At least he cooked it. Yeah. 
All right. And if well, soldiers can, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for revealing some of your more embarrassing moments, but um, we all appreciate it. It was awesome. Gary, Jason, Sal, Big Mike threw himself out a window. Stevie, <laughs> Richard, Chris. Thanks, guys. Proud Thank of you. you. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank yeah. you for being so forthright. Thanks for giving us a light. <laughs> yeah. Some some people would have been too embarrassed to tell those stories, but not you guys. No. <laughs> Tomorrow, Coldplay. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. She's got my interest here. This is Angie. Yeah, Angie. Hi, Angie. Uh, hi, Howard. No, you're hi, Angie. Angie, I, <laughs> I went... I think I'm a perfect qualified applicant. I went to NASA Community College, and I did every single thing all the guys mentioned. Wow. I well, you sound, you sound like a... in music rooms. <laughs> yeah, where were you when I was in high school? You blew guys in your high school's music room? Yeah, during band practice. Nice. During practice, Wow. During practice, I jumped out one of the windows during, but it was during Spanish. I didn't masturbate in Spanish, though. All right. How quick can you get here? All right, enough. (laughs) I plan on asking Coldplay tomorrow which classes they jerked off in and threw themselves out the window. Right. I want to know what Chris Martin did when and where.